Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. I'm home cold, just standing trial. Why ain't I see you round back when I was down? I'm home cold, just standing trial. Why ain't I see you round back when I was down? They ain't believing me in the beginning. Who wanna hang around now they see me winning? I'm home cold, just standing trial. Why ain't I see you round back when I was down? Yo, it's your boy Big Court from the Holding Court Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by the ice cream man himself, Master P, Master Crunch Cereal. Uh, This is the Honey Nut Toasted Oats available in all grocery stores. So go to your local grocery store and pick this up. And this is a cool collectible box. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, this is pretty dope. Master Crunch Cereal. Go pick yours up. Salute. What's up with you, brother? Welcome to the Holden Court Podcast, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Yeah, for right. sure. You know, man, you my brother, man. We go back. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, man. I remember the first time I met you. Yeah? Yeah. When was that? Hey, you, I don't know if you you remember. It was in the gym, 24-hour fitness. Yeah. It was a long time ago. Yeah. What, what it was, man, you struck a chord with me immediately because you were there working out with somebody I used to date, right? You guys were just training. <laughs> right. And um, so... I walk in, and she comes talking to me, mm. right? And, you know, I, I don't know what was lingering or whatever, but mm. so she's just talking and talking. Mm. Nothing, not, not, you know, just pleasantries, whatever. Mm. But then Big Court steps up. Excuse me, brother. Um, no, no disrespect. And you said, you, you put her in, the, in her place. You said, listen, you know, mm. you, you had her not, res- she wasn't <laughs> respecting your workout time. Because y'all, y'all right. was training. Right, right. You know, right. I guess she, she was mm. having you, help her train yep, or whatever yep, yep. and you know the way you did it was so like alpha and so and it yeah. was like i like that cat yeah i like yeah, that cat a yeah, lot yeah, because yeah. he didn't have to do that you know yeah. what i mean but as a man you did you you know you you know that that was the right thing to do like i'm not going to have her disrespect my time like this right right and you know brother <laughs> i know who you are you said like yeah, this yeah no disrespect but listen you know we 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 in the middle of this yeah, you know you yeah. need to you know <laughs> you yeah. out of pocket right yeah. now. We need to, and she respected that and stepped on. I was like, I see that kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and we've the, been friends ever since then. And the crazy thing about it was when I, I remember the moment. I remember yeah. that, and yeah. I saw it. But it's so crazy because yeah, I did want her to get back because I had somewhere to be. Yeah, you know, I seen you around the gym, and you always carry such a. A great energy, you know what I mean. I look pissed off. Let's be honest. I, well, but see, I be looking pissed off. Alphas, not not on purpose. We get that though. We (laughs) people say the same thing about me, right? You know what I mean. And so she had told me you said that. She was like, "Yeah, I talked to Mike, and Mike was like, "Yeah, your homeboy. Like, I like him. He cool. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean." And so, yeah, we've been rocking ever since then. Yeah, man. Because the truth of the matter is, there ain't a whole bunch of us, right? You know what I mean. And you know, for you to be get, you know, getting to where you are. Knowing, you know, the kind of what it takes to get there. Right. And I know you traverse some like yeah. some dangerous territory to Absolutely. get where you are. And, you know, as one thing that we 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 hone in growing up the way we grow up, understanding, you know, the, the you know, the street college. Yeah. You know, yeah. That we could we could see in a second another man mm-hmm. who has that power, another exactly. alpha. Exactly. And you respect that and you go, OK, exactly. Th- that's what's up. 
And so, you know, it's like, yeah, so it's respect for the struggle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And speaking of that, I mean, you know, I, I want to get into your, your your background. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, I'm sure the fans know, you know, of course, everybody knows who you are. But I want to get into your story a little bit, because mm. um, like I said, with this platform, man, I want to I want to inspire people. I want people to understand the struggle. I want, to, want them to understand the starting point and the mm-hmm. changes you had to make, you know, mm-hmm. to get to where you are and the journey, you know, because yeah. a lot of times people get so, you know, predetermined for the for the destination. They forget to enjoy the journey. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. So, uh, man. So where are you from? Originally from Brooklyn. OK. Uh, and I went to junior high in Connecticut. OK. And um, and uh, even though it has that <laughs> word Connecticut, it's it's not what it thinks. Think, you because know, people see they hear Connecticut mm-hmm. and they think it's just all yeah like suburbs. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it was a wonderful place to grow up, especially for somebody who's an actor, because mm-hmm. it's so diverse. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Bridgeport, which was a bankrupt, really violent, prone city mm-hmm. that neighbored the richest county in the country. Really? So I had friends in the projects and friends in mansions, mm-hmm. right? And so it was just like really like, you know, just a, a great diversity and like I, I knew every kind of person. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you was homeless, if you was a drug dealer, if you was a banker, or if you was, you know, mm-hmm. you know, from blue blood, yeah. you know? So that was really cool mm-hmm. kind of growing up. And I had friends everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, so um so yeah that that uh, and I wound up, you know, my mom was, let's not, not get it wrong. Cause I hate to, sometimes it, it comes across like I'm painting her differently. Yes. My, I do that. My mom was a sweet, uh, kind of sheltered mm-hmm. Southern woman mm-hmm. who, um, basically she never left the house. She only, she was just very, mm-hmm. very straight laced, very church going. So you but, grew up in a church. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I, I grew up basically tied to the church. Okay, Christian. But yeah, yeah. Okay. The church was two doors away from where my house was. Oh wow! So you spent Sunday, Wednesdays. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was. I played piano for the for the choir. Oh like, wow! Okay. I did, yeah, yeah. You read music too. Yeah. Oh yeah. damn. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. So you know, my my mother had me chained to the church. So I got a little older, and um, you know, my mother, like I said, she was a sweet woman, but. Very naive about mm-hmm. what's going on. I remember when I was ten, she was talking about how people are out there shooting at marijuana, and I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> they said don't shoot, shoot marijuana." marijuana. <laughs> like, but she, but she's like, I, I call my mother the black Edith Bunker. Uh huh. You know, yeah, she's just yeah, yeah. Sweet and just like, <laughs> yeah. Just but I was like, man, sweet sensibility, just wholesome. yeah. But you yeah. know, like, but as a single mom, mm-hmm. she, you know, my older brother wasn't no problem. Mm-hmm. He's an engineer. He was did what he told. He didn't leave the house either. Wow. But so it was just me, you and him. Me, I was the opposite, man. Mm-hmm. I was hanging out in clubs, getting into craziness at 13, man. Okay. Yeah, because I, 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 I stopped growing at 13. Yeah. 13, 14, I was the height I am now. And wow. I sounded older, too. Really? So I was out there. My mom didn't know how to control me. Yeah. So at 14, I was re- really on my own. What I, about? I, I'd what? leave home for like three months, and, and wow. it, it was cool. So what about your dad? Did you grow up with your dad? Yeah, my my dad. I used to go visit him every now and then. He's only like fifty five minutes away in mm-hmm. in in Harlem. Wow! But he was a player gangster yeah. type of dude. Yeah. Everything that he would put in my head, 
wasn't wasn't all that damn healthy. Yeah, because yeah. he. I mean, one of his main things he used to say is, "You're not fully dressed until you have your pistol." Mm-hmm. And and he would tell me all these, you know, the the glory stories of him battling with people. Mm-hmm. He sent me out when I was 14 to go get his. Uh, he had a 25 automatic. Mm-hmm. He wanted to see if somebody could could fix it. So so of course when it got fixed, I kept it. Yeah. He didn't notice. Yeah. You know what I mean? How old were you? 14. Yeah, that was when I got my first strap too. Yeah. yeah. You know, I grew up in a way where, man, I was like between two worlds. Yeah. yeah. But like shootouts and oh, somebody got, oh, so-and-so got shot was just like, okay, and what? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just so common knowledge, right? So it really, the incident level of my life at that time was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, why watch movies? You know, my, my you, life was crazy. Life was crazy, movie. yeah. yeah. So what 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 were the streets like at that time? I mean, because you're not that much older than I am, mm. for real. We kind of, you know, mm. but was it was crack cocaine already? No, no, no. When I was younger, no, it was still people fought with their hands. There was okay. a lot of gunplay, like <clears throat> I've been in a lot of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was still this honor of, you know, what mm-hmm. you could do with your hands, right? Mm-hmm. And I loved it. I was addicted to to mm-hmm. fighting. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like my strength, right? Yeah. And it was. Since I had so many insecurities, mm-hmm. I, I put it all into martial arts. And in, in every waking moment, I'm thinking about how, you know, I could slip this punch and I could do this. It's like, it was kind of like when I saw that, that movie, uh, um, Natural Born Killers, mm-hmm. I freaked out because I was like, oh my God, that's, that was me. Mm-hmm. Like you ever see when they look the, from the, the, the lead, the killer's perspective? Yeah. And it was all, everything was in red and everything mm-hmm. was violent and everything else. I was like, like they took that from my mind. Mm-hmm. Like people will, I could cross people in the street and I'm thinking what, what I could take this mm-hmm. person down. It was really a lot of insecurity as a kid. It was, it was, I kind of um, was, I don't know. That's one, one of the reasons why I never got high and never yeah. got drunk yeah. because I, I think I'd just be locked up because all the, all the minutia that was yeah. in my head, man, that yeah. was, I, don't, I didn't think that was healthy. Uh, I'm so glad that that, that, you know, stopped. So- Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, I mean, where do you think that perseverated from? Where, where did that, that, that anger come from? Man, because, hey, man, it's like. It's who I was. I was an artist mm-hmm. in in a harsh environment. <clears throat> it, it, I always say it's no it's no coincidence that some of the most violent people are the most artistic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? And you know how is it uh, act of being hard when you're willing to die for your your homeboy, yeah, or your street? That's that shows just all this love that you have no place to put. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I have all of this, man. Like. I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm ready to fight anybody. I'm fighting grown men mm-hmm. in tournaments. But I'm saying, but why though? I mean, is it something that's going on at home? Is it environmental? Is it's, it just? It's everything because mm-hmm. I'm a sponge. For I was absolutely empathetic. I felt everything. Mm-hmm. So that that stray dog yeah. that's hungry, I'm brought to tears because of it. Yeah. Or if the innocent was hurt, I'll I'll give my life for it. Like. Unlike my brother, who was an engineer and things rolled off his back, things, yeah. everything affected me. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready to fight tooth and nail for everything because I feel everything like yeah. really strong. So 
that's really what it's from because my my, my environment is harsh. Mm-hmm. Everybody's trying to pick at the weak point. They've because you know in the streets you got to find your somebody's Achilles heel. Yeah, the and, chink in the armor. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. what. You, and so if you you know you you insecure about your ears, mm-hmm. you big ears yeah, court for sure. You know what I mean? <laughs> everybody's yeah. trying to get you. Yeah. So for me. That's like I got to build up this armor okay, to protect I myself. Got you. I got you. And so that's what that was the armor was for, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm protecting what's inside the vault, <laughs> yeah. which is fragile. Because so, everything's affected yes, me. Exactly. You know what I'm you saying? You know what? This is strange. It's funny that you say that. The irony of it is that's the same thing with me. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. Like coming from Kansas City, you know, I grew up single mom. I, I had a beautiful childhood, you know what I mean? So I mean I grew up in a house with love and all of that, right? But what happened is you talking about the 80s, crack cocaine, mm. gangs come, you know, invades the streets. So now my environment becomes hostile. Mm-hmm. So now you see this homeboy get shot, this homeboy get get killed. You know, they robbing folks for Jordans and starter mm-hmm. coats and shit like that. So now what happens is really I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. So what I do is now I say, OK, that's not going to happen to me. So I tool up. I get me a pistol, 13, mm-hmm. 14. You become aggressive. Yeah. You don't want to be victimized. Right. But yeah. then what happens is you accidentally start perpetuating <laughs> the shit that you're afraid of. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you become part of the problem. Mm-hmm. That It's the same thing. So really what it was is I was fearful because I wasn't taught that in my household. Mm-hmm. You know, that was me responding to the environment. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? It was like, no, y'all not going to have me out here, asshole naked, robbed and beat up and, mm-hmm. and jumped and all of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's a similar thing. Yeah. I had the added thing of... I I must have thought I was a little superhero mm-hmm. when I was younger because mm-hmm. I despised bullies. Yeah, me too. I wanted to get to like that's I mean, like I said, to this day, I, I, I don't watch horror movies yeah. because I can't chill because you killing people. Now I want I want to get you. Right. <laughs> you know, I can't calm down. That's just yeah. that's just how I came out of the womb that yeah, way. Yeah. And so, man, I fixate on people who hurt other people. Yeah. And so, like, that's the thing. So when I would be training and whatever, my my imagination is, I'm I take all this angst and I want to punish the wicked. Mm-hmm. That and so that that kind of gave me this weird, uh, you know, um, I guess excuse for violence. Yeah, I got you. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I'd I'd yeah. search out, like, just even the hand to hand stuff. Mm-hmm. Almost like the the kung fu movies. Yeah, it was like, oh, you can fight. Let's let let's check you out. Yeah, and it's a weird thing because I still do that today. But but yeah. it's but it's like you can but keeping it's, it check. Man. But it's a gentleman's agreement. Yeah, you know, and, and it, you're another sportsman. Hey, it's something that we both both share, and it's like it makes us better. Yeah, you know, but it's iron not, sharpen, it, you know. sharpen iron. Yeah. But let me <laughs> ask you though. So being that you fought a lot growing up, mm-hmm. did you ever lose? Uh no. Uh, it's weird to say that, um, and I don't know if I'm if my ego is is twisting it, um, but no, not in a street fight or anything. Really? No, never, never have. I I think it's an unfair thing if I'm twenty four seven thinking about fighting, and then I learn how to do so at a, on an elite level. Yeah, it's a little unfair to the average street fighter has no idea what these techniques look like, and I've. Like I said, I've been fighting grown men since I was 13 years old. I used to get put in the paper when I was 15. I used to win heavyweight, you know, mm-hmm. championships, like point system fighting, whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, it was an outlet. It was, 
I made my pathology work for me. Yeah. Right, and so right, right. I knew I had a certain point A to B kind of power yeah. that if you was in front of that, you, you, you're going to be hurt. Right? Yeah. Then, then naturally, see, I was a street fighter first before I was a martial artist. Mm-hmm. So that basically I honed my street fighting abilities mm-hmm. through martial arts. And you. it was a, and so, yeah, I, in fact, I longed to be beaten Mm-hmm. because <laughs> I wanted to learn something. So yeah. anybody who was good, I wanted to fight that person. That can't. And you it's, know you're a bad motherfucker when somebody say that. No, but, but, but it's weird. Yeah, never. Yeah, but, 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 but it <laughs> kind of made me seem like, because I used to love, I'm like, if you was a bully, I went yeah. to go get you. Bully because, the bullies, yeah. Because I don't feel, I, I don't feel like uh, yeah. unjustified by, you know, fighting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like, you and I, you know, you want to defeat people. Yeah. I want to defeat people. Let's, yeah. you know, let, let's do that. And so it's not like I'm just trying to punk you. No, yeah. I really want to yeah. get a good fight out of you. Yeah. But if you can't fight and you're wasting my time, yeah. you're going to really regret it. Yeah. Like, and that's how it was with, the, you know, the, with, with um, martial arts stuff. It's like, if you're a skilled martial artist, mm-hmm. let's get together. Iron, iron sharpens iron. So that's, that's why I love to, ever since I was... 17 i've been i I sparred with bill wallace he Mm -hmm. was undefeated he was my hero in martial art i i I was sparring with him yeah and since then i can't tell you how many champions who i go to their places where their gyms are and spar them and it's not it's not an ego thing right it's really like because i love it and i and i and every time someone makes me step up Mm -hmm. i get better Mm -hmm. oh Oh, oh! I could, I could say this. I remember one, one of the most embarrassing, inspiring things I ever had in my life mm-hmm. was uh, me sparring Mike, Michael Bisping. I don't know him. Uh, Michael Bisping. He was a, a UFC middleweight champion. Okay. Right. Normally, I'm good for five. I mean, I pride myself on being in condition enough. Mm-hmm. He's getting ready to fight George St. Pierre for UFC middleweight title. Um, Mike was the middleweight champion at the time. And so while we were off doing this movie, I, you know, I said, Hey, you know, we'll get together. You know, we, I, you know, I'll make sure you get your, you're on point and whatever. And, mm-hmm. and we're going to train. But like, you know, I was do- off doing the movie. I hadn't been in the gym very much. And we go to sparring. Yeah. It's a different climate. I think I've been there three days or whatever, but I got winded faster than any time I could ever remember in my life and by the second round i could barely breathe <laughs> and so you know i'm trying to help him and i'm i'm like trying to like hey you know i know how to do this but literally, literally my mind can't do my, my body can't do what my mind is telling right and i'm just like i feel like i'm underwater mm-hmm. and of course mike mike he's got he's got one of the best cardios in all of ufc mm-hmm. and it was just a, oh, he didn't I, take it easy on you basic no he he did take it easy oh, okay. I mean, we weren't going full blast yeah. anyway but if he wanted to he would yeah. he could have he could have hurt me because i could because i literally could i could not defend myself i was so tired mm-hmm. but, but like so that is like i will talk about that more than the yeah. times i've you know been dominant to people right. because Doing that taught me something, mm-hmm. and even though I, you know, I took it for granted that my wind is usually not that bad, mm-hmm. that that taught me, bro, you need to be in cardiovascular shape, yeah, 
You know yeah. what I mean? You need to keep that. That's half you know, the fight right yeah, there. So, so, yeah. and, and after that movie, I was going to Dubai mm-hmm. and I was training with one of my favorite fighters of all time, this guy named Gokhan Saki. Mm-hmm. He's out of Istanbul. Mm-hmm. He's, he's called the Turkish Tyson. Mm-hmm. One of the, some of the baddest combination. And that dude, this dude was like two, 210 fighting guys, 260 and not. Mixed out. martial arts or boxer? You no, know, um, mixed martial arts. Okay. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. like, well, he just got into the mixed martial arts. Mm-hmm. He was one of the best, like, K1, like, kick stand-up strikers, mm-hmm. one of the best. And so I was like, from that time with Michael Bisping, I hit... If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. My cardio every damn day mm-hmm. <laughs> because I wasn't going to repeat being that embarrassed when I got with Gokan Saki, who was a killer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mike took it easy because he knew I didn't, you know, my, my, my win wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, but I learned more from my defeats mm-hmm. than I do my successes. Yeah, that's you know? life. So, because if, yeah. if I was like, oh, you know, oh, he can't deal with my speed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then what have, what have I learned? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So when 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 I'm like breathing, and basically I was I wanted Mike to tear me up because mm-hmm. I was like, this will teach me to not have my mm-hmm. my win together. I'm thinking I'm going to help this dude out, and I'm I'm a hindrance. Right. You know, I'm like, I'm I'm like dead tired. He's he, now he got to go hit the bag, and then I, we were yeah. You know, I was like, I felt. Yeah. You know, proud in helping him get ready mm-hmm. for George. I'm yeah. like, I can't do shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. I always sought those deep, you know, the, the times where I had to learn something because I had to step it up. Mm-hmm. Right. So understand, it's very easy that it's like, yeah, I want to fight all these different people, like mm-hmm. because out of arrogance. No, it's the opposite. Because just like I'm telling you, I learn a lot off of my missteps. And I think that's a that's kind of an analogy in life. No, it is. I mean, success is really nothing but a culmination of failures. Yeah. You know, I mean, you have to fail in order to get to the mastery level. That's Mm -hmm. how you, you know, it's like riding a bike. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You got to keep get every time you fall, you got to get back up and readjust, retool it to to, Mm -hmm. to get to your what you're trying to do. Yeah. So, I mean, go ahead. My my question is uh, in listening to the, the childhood story is. At what point, because like I think Court and I growing up in the 80s is a little different, right? You said when you grew up, there was still some pride in fighting with your hands. Yes. From going from being a street fighter, like what, because look, I know he's from Kansas City. I'm from Sacramento, North Highlands. We was in the hood too. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of martial arts places in the hood. Mm-hmm. So like what, how did you transition from I'm a street fighter to like mm-hmm. finding martial arts? Like what was that introduction? Well, I mean, um, to you know, put it put it to you, like the reality of the situation Martial arts usually was birthed in the hood first before any place else. Yeah. Because where you was, it was hard back when I first learned. In the 70s and 80s, it was still maintained. Like, they weren't giving out black belts because you came to class. You, 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 you bled for that. It was hard at that time. It wasn't a business. So you wasn't going to be able to, you know, to sell that in the suburbs. It was the people, the former GIs who taught in the hood, that that's where all the better fighters came from. So yeah, it, it was there, and luckily, I found, you know, where, where you know a place to train. My mother, because I was already 
fighting. She didn't want me in martial arts, but uh, my my next door neighbors, my my best friends, they were taking martial arts, and I used to go to their their class, and I would learn through watching everything that they learned and practice it at home yeah. to the point where I knew what they knew and I knew what the advanced class that I was watching knew too. So it came to a point where my friends were asking me what the next move was in a kata and the instructor sees that and says, wait a second, why does he know? You know, who's your teacher? I said, well, you. <laughs> my, my, you know, my friends were like, oh, he's he's learned all this from watching. And you know, he, the instructor put me through a little test and he said, from now on, you come, you don't have to pay for nothing. And so, so I started learning for free and my mom, like I say, sweet lady, church going, uh, we, my mother found out when somebody else bragged about seeing me winning a tournament in the paper. And that's when my mother accepted it because mm-hmm. she just grew up in that social uh mores was so important mm-hmm. from the south it's yeah. like you know you you uh annie may's daughter nor you know yeah. you, you you announce yourself i'm so-and-so the third you know it that's kind of the the kind of ethics she came from and when her son got put up with this martial art thing and made her look like she was the you know, proud mother, mm-hmm. that's when her attitude changed mm-hmm. about gotcha. the whole martial art thing. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a Taekwondo place, but I never made it past like Yellow Belt. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's like the beginning. <laughs> well, I mean, it was in the 80s too. You did bleed for it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I took Kempo, you know, mm-hmm. and Aikido. I think I made it to like Purple Belt and I boxed too. So right. I was always enamored with fighting because, I mean, we grew up watching Kung Fu movies and mm-hmm. uh, ninja movies. I swear I was going to be a black ninja. Good, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you know, you know it's, and it's, it's rough because there's so much out there. And there's a lot of instructors who think that they know, yeah, you know, like genuine martial arts. And man, it's almost like it, it's so so many things are watered down, and it depends so much on the instructor and how they're teaching. Mm-hmm. Because you know, people get mixed up and they think, oh, it's about the fighting, fighting, fighting. Here's here's the issue. Everybody's got an opinion on martial arts, mm-hmm. but only like three percent of people know about martial arts. True. There's every oh yeah you got to have your hands registered no you know it's it's you know it's i don't call it dumb it's just they're not informed right so there's so much uh, uh, that's that's the, that the public thinks is real that's not you know and so you're i'm always in a weird position of okay here's what's real you know and here's the 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 folklore Right, you know. Yeah, I mean, it felt like it was a good channel for you, though, especially if you. Oh, it was a great channel. You were naturally doing it, exactly. But yeah, but I, I, but as a street fighter, first, I, I really knew what was bullshit as far as the fighting is concerned. Mm -hmm. But I, I learned kung fu. I learned all these different things that you can never use in the street. But, but it made me master my body. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if I'm doing this bullshit, but I know this this hand has to be perfectly here and not here, and that foot has to be right here and not here, well, guess what? If I'm fighting, I could I could punch you right in your left <laughs> your, your your left eyebrow. You know what I mean? So 
I would it, hope it, you did. You no, know, but but you know, I, you know, <laughs> but 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 you see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's about um, you know, that other stuff that people kind of brush off is like, mm-hmm. what's that? You just swinging in the air and everything yeah. else. Well, the the biggest martial art in the world, and the most beneficial martial art in the world is Tai Chi. Mm. Your breathing, your health, everything that is more important than even self defense. So there's so many things about martial arts that is beneficial to a, a human being, but the biggest benefit is you're overcoming obstacles, mm. and your biggest obstacle is yourself. Right. So for me to have this training ethic, and it's my mind that gets stronger each time. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're trying to accomplish anything, mm-hmm. mental discipline is a component of that. So that's what it is. Instead of just, oh, you know, can you can this person beat this person? It's like that's like that's such a small yeah, right, portion right. of all the things that martial arts. But everybody's always going to argue because they don't understand what the whole purpose of martial arts is. You know, oh, yeah, this is bullshit. You can't use that. Yeah, your truth. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can't use the crane system in a, in a modern fighting. I can't use that technique. But the fact that, that it made my body, makes my body do what my mind tells it to. Right. Yeah. It makes me dangerous because I can do things that you're not ready for. Right. You know what I mean? So they all, all the different attributes kind of help each other out but people define it by all only what they know so being that you are a natural fighter and Mm. and here you are getting into martial arts and winning these tournaments at Mm. a young age um i mean where did the 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 artistic part come from like where did the arts and the thespian and all of that it came later because i had to i had to very much like religion check it out it's very similar to religion because your minister could tell you the right things to do but doesn't mean doesn't mean that he's following it. He could be, you know, you could have three mit- mit- mistresses. Mm-hmm. The message is still true, right? So I got caught up being praised as a fighter. Mm-hmm. I had physical attributes, you know. The same reason I, you know, I was praised as a decathlete later on because I I could jump. I could, you know. I, Oh, I, I thought everybody could, you know, mm-hmm. I, I was kicking a, a basketball rim. Mm-hmm. I used to do that, you know, and, you know, I used to hustle people. And, you know, uh, at the end of the school year, every year in high school, there'd be a pool of money betting I can't do it. And I'd, I'd jump and kick the basketball rim. Who needs an alarm in the morning? When McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles. And a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You can kick a, a basketball rim? Yeah, I, you know, you know, I haven't done it in a long time. I used to. Really? Yeah. Well, ten, I was a, ten, ten and a half feet? Ten feet, yeah. Really? So, so yeah, wow. but like, not be, you can't just train to do that. I mean, like, I, I had physical gifts. Yeah, that's some Guinness book shit. I don't think that nobody's No, it. there's other people. Who, really? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that shit absolutely. seems, like, amazing. <laughs> right now, I could kick the, the middle of the net. Like, I know I could do that today. But I mean, like to you know, I mean, I don't you know. Usually, when I'm a little lighter, I yeah, can yeah. get up there higher. But but so, but it, it, it's um. But the point is, I had physical gifts, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
the fact that I was a natural fighter and I had physical gifts, I am faster than, I don't know, too many heavyweights that are as fast as me. I usually keep myself about as fast as a lightweight. It's, uh, it's unusual. I had that gift. So when I'd be fighting in tournaments, and so I, I'd win a lot, and I'd be winning against grown men when I was 15. Very similar to a Mike Tyson thing. Because mm-hmm. when you got that speed, you're bringing a lot of power. Well, my own instructors used to make a big deal about, oh, you know, I won this, I won that because of the fighting, because they're men and they're egotistical. Till one day I realized uh, I'm not training as hard as other people in the, in the class. There was this guy named Sean who's maybe about 140. But Sean would train his hardest every day. Every day. I'd be like, oh, man, oh, I hate doing these crescent gigs because they're not real. Yeah, it wasn't. And I kind of like just, you know, when everybody's doing that, I kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, kind of mess off or whatever. Like I come to class late, instructors talking to me, we're talking on the sideline, whatever, while everybody else is warming up. I'm spoiled, right? And if I'm like, oh, man, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'll stop, mm-hmm. you know, and be like, ah, oh, this don't feel. And I realize I'm bullshitting. Mm-hmm. Just because I had attributes better than a lot of people in the class, I got away with shortchanging myself, bullshitting. Right. And then my instructors let me do that too. Mm-hmm. But something stuck with me, and I'm going, the best martial artist in this class is Sean. Mm-hmm. And I realized, and I said, this cat, and this is the, this is the concept I, that changed everything and made me understand the philosophical even beyond my, my teachers. I realized that, say I could do a thousand kicks before I'm fatigued, and Sean will do a hundred kicks before he's fatigued. If he pushes to 120 and I go to 1,001, Who's the better martial artist? Mm-hmm. He is. He's pushing deeper beyond his comfort zone. Who's getting stronger? He is. Am I getting stronger? No. Sean pushes to 200. He's become stronger. I'm still at 1,001. Mm-hmm. And I'm using a comparative method because uh, I got 800 and something more than him. That's not the message, bruh. Right. That's not the message. Uh-uh. Because what if one day this man with this, this internal fortitude that's now pushing to 300, what if that fortitude that's got him from 100 to 300 mm-hmm. says, I'm going to fight you, Mike, and I'm going to take right. 800 of your blows, and I'm going to stop you right after that mm-hmm. because my intention is stronger. Mm-hmm. What if Sean has to get a third job to feed his family? Right. Who's better equipped, right. me or Sean? Right. It's like that ant and the grasshopper, the, uh, the turtle, tortoise and the, tortoise and the hare. Yeah. It's like I had to realize that shit for myself. Yeah. Going, no. And then I became the best I can be. Mm-hmm. And God damn it, fuck it. If, I'm, if I do 1,000 or 3,000 more than someone else, it's not about the comparative method. It's about me being the best I can be. Yeah. And so that's how I end up jumping and kicking basketball hoops. Mm-hmm. It's not because I'm showing off. I'm testing myself. 
Yeah. Right? Pushing your limitations. I'm pushing my limitation. But I, I found, just like with, with religion, mm-hmm. it's the message. Right. Hey, wait a minute. What about this humble thing? When, aren't we supposed to be humble? And it's like, why, where's this arrogant shit coming yeah, from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I go back to the roots because when something's run by males, it's, it's going to get corrupted mm-hmm. by this person that might have their ego. Right, same same thing as the the minister who, you know, can mm-hmm. ir- rationalize whatever he yeah, want to do. Whatever he want to do, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the fact was, yeah, you know what? I realized the fact was I was a less of a martial artist. The more of a fighter I was, the less of a martial artist I was because I just was letting that stuff kind of dictate. Mm-hmm. And then I then I got into doing the forms correctly, and I wanted my forms to be better than the guy half my size, who it's easier for. Yeah, you know, and I start doing wushu and everything else, and I'm going. That is the philosophical. That's wh- that's really where the philosophical lies, right? Because the art is bigger than one person. It is a concept. It's, it's designed to make you a better person. Mm-hmm. You know, and so I and my family benefit from me learning that thing because, yeah, let the let the let the public think. Okay, well, can you beat so and so? Yeah. Whatever. That's their thing. That's not what it's really about. Yeah. I I totally get that concept. It's the same thing that I apply. I've always compared uh, weightlifting, bodybuilding, Mm -hmm. same thing. It's not just the the it's the discipline Mm -hmm. and you apply it to other areas of your life. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's it. So people think that just because we're in shape that every day we just feel like getting up and that's all we want to do is eat them bland ass meals and go to the gym and do legs and do. No, it's discipline. Most days we don't feel like it either. Yeah. But it's it's like everything in life. You know what I mean? You still got to show up and you got to put one hundred and ten percent, you know, into it every time. Yeah. But and then on top of that. You think about it. A lot of people. It's a transference. It's it's them, them projecting their their thoughts yeah. to you. They mm-hmm. think like if an insecure person would think you're doing it because you're insecure and you want uh, you want oh, a yeah. whole bunch of attention. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because yeah. they're thinking about it from their pre- mm-hmm. perspective. An uh, insecure person thinks I'm doing this because I want to impress them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Like and and they don't know it's about a it's internal. It's for what comes from inside out absolutely but there are because there's so many people who work from the outside in mm-hmm. i want to get uh, i want to look fearsome so people will be scared of me right you know what i mean right and they'll they'll never fill that gap up because no you cannot it's, you can never fill it up from the outside yeah because whatever it is is deeper than that you got to do your work peel the yeah. players back but you will you will <laughs> fool mm-hmm. a certain segment of people. right 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 but you but when you come up against Somebody who is you well, know, tried and true. I mean, just like we was talking yeah. about, you know, just like you the story you were saying with the bodyguards. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? You got these guys that they look the part. They got the attitude and yeah. all the bravado and all the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when they go down, you know, they windmilling. You <laughs> You're right. <know> <laughs> yeah, a lot, lot, of, lot of big guys, big fearsome looking guys. You ever fight. seen that before? Yes, I have. I, I, and I hate to put, you know, put out names there, but I, <laughs> one time when I was a... I was training Snoop's uh, bodyguard, you know, when mm-hmm. he was going through all of that. I remember a time at this um, this studio where I believe it was uh, Mac Ten's people. I believe it was Mac Ten, but it was two factions of um, 
warring rapper yeah sex. I, don't I mean mac 10 is with the red side snoop is with the blue yeah side. i wasn't quite sure what yeah. was what because i was always like a little big brother that would just be yeah. you know yeah. and i used to kind of swoop through and be like hey what's up that, yeah. that kind of thing i wasn't part of that that culture yeah. but um a fight breaks out and i'm like oh let me step back and these two fearsome looking bodyguards were like yeah what 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 <laughs> and i was like oh my god oh my god and i'm looking at people don't know how to fight but they look so intimidated yeah they look so intimidated. Yeah. i'm going okay <laughs> then 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 they disappear down down the street and i think they're coming back with guns yeah and they come back with a pit bull get them sparky <laughs> and i'm like what am i looking at right now but you know you grow you know but you know you grow up with there's the there's a facade, yeah, and yeah. then there's the real, yeah, yeah, and 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 it's weird because you can, if you've seen real, you, you can't unsee it, right? You know, right? I, I, you know, I, I, um, Frankie Lyles is one of my best friends. He was super middleweight champion of the world for uh, five years straight, right? Mm-hmm. WBA, and he always talked about this cat who was like. Fearsome. He's got a big reputation. Mm-hmm. He laid out a lot of folks. I don't want to mention his name because he's still around. Okay. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And um and he's he's this guy's legendary on the East Coast. And he's he's been an enforcer for a number of folks. Mm-hmm. For years he talked about him because he was but he was in jail. He got out of jail, didn't know this, but I happened to go by Frankie's house one day. In his condo, and while I was there, this cat was walking by me. He's all of five foot five, five six, but he he kind of nodded and walked by, and I I was like, that dude's a killer. Mm-hmm. And when I got up to um, Frankie's you know, his um, condo, I said, Frankie, man, you got any beef with anybody? He says, No. I said, Because listen, I passed the dude downstairs that I have no doubt is a killer. When we walk out of here, I'm going to grab your, your 1911 and you grab the other gun. Like, we ain't going out here not strapped. Yeah. Because, you know, I know what I know. Mm. I know what I saw. Yeah. Frankie starts laughing and I'm like, I don't know why he's laughing. I'm, I go up in his room in the loft area and I know where he got the, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the, uh, the 45. And he's laughing. He said, Mike, Mike, hey, come back downstairs, man. Just don't do nothing. I was like, what? And then I come come down. He said, there's this balcony type of thing. And the dude is there. Mm-hmm. And he says, yo, this is, you know, 
this is so-and-so, you know, he's, he's, he's out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, and he's laughing and he goes, Hey man, like he said, Mike peeped you out already. <laughs> he says, yeah, man, I, I, I didn't want to introduce myself downstairs. Yeah. I was going, you know, cause I was going out, he was going yeah. downstairs and coming, you know, coming up. But he was really that though. Yeah. But mm. I knew. Yeah. Without, I didn't know that was the guy he's talking about for yeah, years. Yeah. 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 But when I saw him this quick, mm -hmm. I'm like, nope, <laughs> I have no doubt what this dude's background is. Yeah. And like I say, he's all a 5'5". Five five. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, unassuming, but I'm like, the eyes don't lie. I knew a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. I grew up with a couple of them. Yeah. yeah. Very unassuming. Uh, Soft-spoken, mm -hmm. you know, quiet, mannerable, but, you know, demons, you know. Yeah, well, you know, they can go, they, you know, they can go there. There's one of the sweet, there's some mm -hmm. of the sweetest people you ever want to know. Yep. But they have that in them. Absolutely. And he's been like close to us, you know, you know, since then. And in fact, it was very emotional for him to finally meet me because he known Frankie and I had been friends. And when he was in locked up or whatever, people know when a movie of mine come on, mm -hmm. that is the required viewing. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. and so he was very protective of us, you know, that, that kind of a thing. But yeah, but, but you, you you can't unlearn those right, things, right? And so it, it's it's it gives you a, a little bit of an edge and yeah. an understanding, mm -hmm. because if anything, that you have to learn where where you came from, where you come from, and where I came from, mm -hmm. you learn how to assess people. Yeah, your discernment like, has to be on point. Exactly, because that's what you it's that's, life and death. Yeah, that's what you yeah, have to survive that's what on. You have, yeah. yeah, people, the predators. They have to know that. They have to know who's a mark and who's not. Yep. And so that is just so universal no matter where you mm -hmm. came from. Mm -hmm. And so that's one of the things that, you know, always surprised me. Like some people can't tell that I have some of that in me. Mm -hmm. uh, because, well, that's because it ain't in them. It's on them. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And so it, it's kind of, but then like, like when you're saying like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, people don't test you. I'm like, no, it mm -hmm. really doesn't happen. In fact, some of the some of the roughest gangsters where I go, they embrace me mm -hmm. because I guess there's something that they mm -hmm. they feel a connection with. Yeah, well, the real the real are always going to embrace you. It be the the punks, you know yeah, what I mean? That yeah. that that project their insecurities, as we said earlier. Exactly, because there's a there's a thing that that I think is constant in manhood. Yeah, there's something that you will live and die for. Mm -hmm. And we can recognize that in others, mm -hmm. you know, uh, there's because, because you, you've walked those burning sands, you've gotten there. And we, mm -hmm. and we recognize another person who yeah. has been there for sure. Just like I recognized when I first met you. Sure. And, um, <laughs> I don't, it was one time I was, uh, in Atlanta and I was in, I was doing a movie and I had, I was, we, it was like before we started shooting myself and the cast members were club hopping mm -hmm. and two of the cast members one of them was a very popular actor okay well two, two <laughs> of them was popular actors you know like they they had they played somewhat tough roles mm -hmm. before and mm -hmm. the other one was kind of a pretty boy actor type of type of guy but we're all hanging out mm -hmm. we go to three different clubs right all three clubs, people are about to get into it with them. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. Why are, are people, like, 
it's like they're a magnet for yeah, like yeah yeah like you know and i'm like in two of the clubs i'm like listen y'all you know he's he's with me whatever yeah. whatever let's let's squash and okay okay and there was respect there and i, I kind of quelled the situation mm-hmm. the third place i went into i walked in and we walked in all three together and it was the other people around us and so you know, security was opening and, you know, paving the way for us. And so there'll be people just kind of checking to see who's coming in. And I would see, you know, I see how people are looking at mm-hmm. me. If it's a threat or not. But I see I see this big dude that I'm walking by and it's just kind of like this. And he shifts from his eyes to me to look o- over my shoulder to the actor that's behind me. And all of a sudden, his mood changes, and he goes like this. And I turn and look, and the actor's mean mugging him. Wow. And I'm going, that's it. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, I'm like, I look at you eye to eye. Ain't yeah. Nothing, yeah. nothing behind me. Yeah. But they're going, they're, yeah. they're trying yeah. to be tough. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that makes the cats exactly. go like, Exactly. Oh, 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 what's up? Like, yeah. so I happened to catch that moment because I saw his his look change mm-hmm. when he went from me to the person behind me, and then I started to study, and I'm like, and I see the behavior of these cats, yeah, who's trying to really yeah. kind of yeah. act like like they that like they yeah, like yeah, they rough, yeah. and I'm going, oh shoot, yeah. they're trying to project this toughness. And the the the, the cats in, in this club ain't having yeah they ain't having it they, they ain't, ain't having it. it I go that's it yeah I never do that people always wonder why I never because you know, I'm not projecting and sometimes somebody looks what's up man oh hey, hey man how you hey, doing you know it's like and, that like, and that's, that's the like, that's the that's the funny thing that you say I had to learn that bro because because yeah. coming from my environment you know and I know Ken you probably can attest to this i mean especially in our generation you had this mean mugging thing Mm. you know and that's really some immature shit it's some it's Mm. some really it's like some willie lynch type shit Mm. it's like we're we're from coming from that environment you are bred to have an automatic disdain and distrust for somebody that look like you you Mm. know what i mean Mm. and i found myself doing it Mm. in my younger years you know i would be looking at a dude and just picking him apart in my head look at this square ass thing look Mm. look what he man this dude he you know Mm. and now again energies are contagious i would do that and then not understanding i'm inviting that type of Mm. energy you know what i mean but as i matured especially when i moved out here about to la about 20 years ago um i had to do the work myself mm. i said I, I caught myself one time mm. i said why am i looking at him like that i, said, I don't even know this dude <laughs> right, you know what i'm right, saying yeah. and so I, then i started speaking mm. you know i started saying hey how you doing my brother you know what i mean mm-hmm. so now i do it so mm-hmm. now when i go to wherever the element is and they on that bullshit mm-hmm. whenever they try to do that whole mug and, and try to be tough you usually when you say hey how you doing my brother it yeah. Oh, what's up? You know yeah. what I mean? You don't play the game with them. Because one thing that I tell them, okay, you keep campaigning, you're going to get elected. You keep, <laughs> you know, you keep playing that game, bad yeah. news going to beat you home all the Dude, time. I, from, from my, I used to love to fight so much mm-hmm. that I used to go into hoods where I didn't belong. Just because I was addicted to it, mm-hmm. they had they had Crips and Bloods up there, or just no, clicks? Not, not when I was younger. No, it, just it, neighborhoods. It, but there was neighborhoods where you don't yeah. go. Okay. And and I know a lot of altercations. They start face to face. Yeah. You got a gun; it doesn't really matter too much, mm-hmm. right? If you 
me, me and you face to face. Yeah. In fact, that's how I got two guns. Yeah. You know, off of people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um, like I said, I had a little uh, sickness of wanting to, you know, I had all this angst and I always wanted to fight. And so I used to try. I used to dress kind of like weird just to see, see if somebody talked to me like that. <laughs> but that's the thing. People wouldn't try me because they knew something was wrong. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Something's wrong. This this off. And, and I and I didn't talk. I kind of spoke like I speak now. Mm-hmm. Like I really didn't swear. Mm-hmm. And so it was like this square, weird kind of yeah. dude. And I used to dress a little, little odd. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like <laughs> what? You know what I mean? So so, but you know, but it's it's a trip because I I was addicted to where shit was hot. Yeah. Whether I be, you know, like. When, when I was, in, you know, first times I was in um, in New Orleans and what, mm-hmm. all I did, you you know, Mary Baraka, Mm-mm. Uh, you know, uh, but anyway, like I go to the schools and I talk to kids, yeah, blindly. Mm-hmm. I just go to the doorsteps because I know I got something to say. Yeah, I go. It was uh, Calico. Mm-hmm. I was all these different places mm-hmm. because. I never feared my people. Yeah, for sure. Because I know that they know how to read people. Mm-hmm. And so when I come in there with no malice, mm-hmm. they read people too well. That's why I never have problems. Right. Never right. have problems. Because I, you know, I, I never, I'm not coming in with a chip on my shoulder. Absolutely. No matter what. Absolutely. I was just telling our yeah. security that we were just, uh, me and Pete were in Tennessee here recently. Mm. And uh, one of the security guys was with us. And he asked us that. He said, man, you know, is there anything I should be looking out for or anything? You know, what is y'all main mm. concern? Mm. I said, to be honest with you, we don't have one. I said, mm. man, everywhere we travel, we, we carry a certain energy. We're mm-hmm. approachable. We give everybody Absolutely. respect. Uh, freely, you know what I mean. There's mm. no chip. There's no no malice. So <laughs> I used I mean, to think I was going to get tested all the time. Yeah, because I think about you know you th- is that is that projection. Yeah, because I used to like to fight. I thought there's a lot of people might want to test me because yeah. they go, hey, I, I, this ain't real or whatever. And I'm like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. the the fact is like I enjoy that. It's not like I'm trying to browbeat you. I'm in fact, there's times where I'm like, oh well, yeah, let me just help this person. Uh, and I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna feel good. If you want to help him with an ass whooping? No, no. I, oh, there, there's times where there's times <laughs> where some people somebody, need their ass whooped. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I don't feel good if if I if if somebody talked themselves into it, then I got no problem. Those are the people that need their ass. Whooping. Yeah, yeah. Some well, people have it coming. Yeah, but it's like if somebody means well and they don't have the skill level, mm-hmm. I'm gonna try to just help them out. Right. You know what I mean? Really. But but you know, I I I liked. Like, of course, I I, I like the whole fighting thing but it's it's um it, it it's kind of a, like i i feel like um it, it's like like i said when people read you mm-hmm. they know you don't have any malice mm-hmm. um and i i did a lot of i've spent a lot of time doing uh because i've been saved mm-hmm. right i talked to a lot of at risk kids who were very much like me mm mm-hmm. A lot of the gangsters, they 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 have this love that they don't know what to do with, and so they 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 attribute it to the pride of their block or whatever. Yeah. And I remember I was um, I was doing this um, this uh, martial art demonstration with uh, uh, you know one of my best friends, and we were dressed in martial art, you know, in, in geese, and we were in 
East St. Louis, mm-hmm. rough area, East yeah, St. Louis, yeah. right? And so it was at this community center, and we were supposed—they were trying to get this PA system to work, mm-hmm. and it was—it was just not—it was just terrible, and it was chaos in this big, big auditorium, mm-hmm. and we were supposed to be up on that stage, and they had some mats and stuff, mm-hmm. and instead of bringing us in from the back, they brought us in from the front, and all this chaos is going. And it was just, it looked like ridiculous. And there's, there was some security uh, people there, and, and they were like t- telling me, uh, and like the, the guy who was running the center, and it was like, hey, man, uh, I think may- maybe we should like postpone this, whatever. I'm like, why? And he talked about this gang that was there. Yeah. And they're lined up with about eight of them. And he said, they're real bad, whatever, you know. And I, and, and I was like, and I see these guys, right? And like I said, it's all chaotic. And it's like, these guys is like, they're laughing at each other and they're looking, pointing at us laughing mm-hmm. and making gun signs like, you, you gonna do this and we, you know, you like that kind of thing. And I'm going, I recognize this. <laughs> I recognize, and I smile to myself, right? And I let the chaos just brew, yeah. right? There's women, children, all this, like a couple hundred people in this room. And I say, Okay, let's let's forget the PA system, right? And knowingly, I do this. All right, I tell everybody, all right, all right, everybody, listen up, right? They quiet down for a second, and instantly, where those guys was, I went like, everybody, hey fellas, I want you to corral everybody in this corner here. I want you to sit all the older women up front and the children up front in the first few bleachers. They were like. And they went, <laughs> they went from yeah, yeah to and yeah. and then they was like they took over yeah Every, the whole crowd was just like what oh those those are the gangsters yeah I knew they didn't have nothing to do with their their leadership right and I gave them something to do mm-hmm. they went Fuck. and I knew it was gonna happen that's why I was laughing yeah. They were they were like my security yeah, team yeah, yeah. after that, and the and the guy that was trying to you know talk about oh man we should postpone it oh shoot we should call the cops he was like I'm like these are your people that you got to understand who mm-hmm. the, the problem is that they don't understand themselves yeah right right you know what I mean right you remember Minister Society mm-hmm. when I saw that movie I said no doubt the director of this movie is young mm-hmm. and knows what's up because the fact that they understood that the same kids that can lay somebody out in the street mm-hmm. is the same kids afraid to swear in front of their grandparents. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Is like, I'm like, usually that don't, that nuance of reality yeah. doesn't make it through Hollywood. Right, right. You know, I said, yeah. somebody from Hollywood stepped the hell back and let real people right. do this movie. Now, but let me say this too. Mm. Uh, that generation, our generation. Yeah, because we, me and my partners, mm. we always used to say that. Like, I'm from a, a part of Kansas City called the Faux Block. Mm. And we used to say that we were gangsters with thugs with manners. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, because mm. we would go out and be robbing people. We would literally set our clocks mm-hmm. so we could wake up in the middle of the night and go out and rob people in mm-hmm. the dirt. Mm-hmm. And I can remember one time, I actually forgot about this incident, mm-hmm. but my homeboy, um, I could say his name, Franco. Um, Paco, he uh, reminded me, he said, hey, man, you remember this time? And I forgot about it. We were literally going to go shoot this guy's house up. Mm. We were walking up the street with, I think I had like a Mac 11 and he had something else. Mm. We walked up there 
and the guy's mother was on the porch mm. and we just we was like oh excuse me ma'am we made up some name like it's such and such there because it was a board mission mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah, yeah it was like oh damn his mama on the porch we ain't right. finna do nothing you know what i mean right, yeah so even in the midst of our bs i mean we still had a, a creed that we abided by it was yeah. we weren't gonna harm no kids no women you know what i mean there was still mm-hmm. a code even in that yeah you know? and and you know, we but we we would go home and again, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. We in the house. We regular kids, mm-hmm. you know, in front of our people. But we get on the street. We tears. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, you know, the the, the messed up thing is the, the generation coming behind it. Mm-hmm. They only register the act. Mm-hmm. They re- they register. Oh, they shot up this. Per- and then now all they want to do is shoot up something. Yeah. Right. Without a reason, though. Right. No, they didn't no. realize there was a reason behind. Right. What the, but, right. But what they, like it's kind of like the whole martial art things. Mm-hmm. Oh, you kicked it. You could, no. There's there, there's a reason mm-hmm. that you don't yet understand because you're just so concerned with the folklore, the out, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. the, the act, yeah. and you just your angst and your anger makes mm-hmm. you want to do the act yeah, without for sure the the substance for sure. You know? So for that's sure. that's the un, that's the unfortunate uh, thing about. You know what I see in Chicago? Yeah, yeah. That the yeah. kids just want that moniker. They want those stripes. Yeah, but they don't understand where it came from in the first place. The people that they're emulating. Yeah, they had a reason behind that, and they do it for sport. Yeah, they do it for sport now, and and yeah. we we kind of got you know again, man. That's why I always say you know God allows some fools more time to get it right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I could have been lost in that because I was, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I was in the in the in the midst of that, and it's it's environmental, man. You know, when you're surrounded by that, that's why I always say it's important to have mentors. You know, mm-hmm. and you're able to see something different. You know, because. Even though in my household I was surrounded by love, but you know I have I'm an only child. I had a single mom, so it's only mm. so much she could do. You mm. know what I mean? And so, you know, we would go out, and I'm I'm responding to all this negativity, and I'm perpetuating it, I'm emulating it, because that's all it is. But mm-hmm. if I had had someone like I was really good at basketball, you know, if I had had someone that could paint out the the possibilities for me, mm. I could have went to you know at least the D League bare minimum, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I could have maybe went to the NBA or did something like that. But, you know, I had my first kid at 16. You know what I'm you saying? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was a father at 16. 15. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you know what I'm talking about. And and then I get street poison, you know what I mean? And I, that's all I'm seeing. And when I look back on it, it's like I get a sinking feeling. Mm. Like, damn, mm. I could have been just like them. You know, it was nothing for loss of life. Homie got killed or nothing to, to kill. You know, mm-hmm. you always prepared. I mean, literally, you're not scared of any of it. It's like yeah. I get shot, I go to jail, and I went to jail at 15. Mm. That's the thing. I went to jail, and I was actually about to get certified as an adult. I had no, you know, concept of the consequences. Mm. You know, I'm literally in there like, man, whatever. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But what it was is I just couldn't see past the the then. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have... It was it was a little something in me that knew it was more for me. Mm. But in that moment, you know, just the lack of maturity and the lack lack of foresight, mm. you know, it was like, man, I can see how it happens, mm. you know. But that, like they say, it takes a commu- a village to raise a kid. So I think sometime, you know, but these kids, like they, the social media, I think that plays a big part too, you know, because everybody want clout, everybody want to go viral, 
you know, instead of a, you know, IG, they need to get an OG. You know, mm-hmm. they need people like me and you yeah, see, to talk the, to the them. Crazy thing them is, they, different. they do. They just ha- sometimes they have just the wrong type of mm-hmm. images. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it, it's 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 kind of a trip, but um, you know the. And one thing I always I, I'd add with the whole um, political science, the political climate, and the social uh, thing is that there's 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 come a time where scapegoating is in fashion. Mm-hmm. I could blame right. all my ills on my father or mm-hmm. my my mother or mm-hmm. whatever my upbringing is, and everybody's right. going to agree with me. Right. And nobody's looking at themselves. Nobody, accountability. The, yeah, accountability. Yeah, accountability. Yeah. It's just that there's a thing. Like me and my brother, polar opposites, right? Mm-hmm. I, you know, like my brother was introverted. Now, if I say, well, my father was a player and he, you know, was toting guns and all that type of stuff. And I wound up being a player and toting guns and stuff. Mm-hmm. I could... In, you know, in social environment, I, I can yeah. say it's because of my father. Right. Everybody will accept that. Right. If I say I never want to tote guns, and I, I, I'm not a player, I'm a one woman man, whatever, because of my father, everybody will accept that too. Right. Right. Accept that too. Right. So yeah. everybody's going to accept my damn ex- ex- explanation of my right. past. Right. Right. With sight unseen. Yeah. And so. And then a lot of times people think that that's all the work that they have to do is assign blame. Mm-hmm. Me and my brother, complete opposites. Where's my excuse? No, right. You know what I mean? Right. So what, it, sometimes it's you. And, and the things in your environment just show who you really are. Right, right. You know, right. and stop inviting. Like, you know, there's a whole thing that we go, well, my environment, therefore me. Mm-hmm. There is certain level to that. Mm-hmm. Where it plays a part, but your environment can mm-hmm. expose who you are. Yeah. Not create who you mm-hmm. are. Yeah. My environment can only play a part to mm-hmm. a point. Mm-hmm. You know, when you 13, 14, I mean, you have to be there. You yeah. Know, you can't get out. But once think, I think about it, if y'all, if right. y'all, if you justified shooting that house up with that woman in, in, on the front porch, mm-hmm. you could blame your environment and nobody's going to say you were wrong. Right. But you know what? Right. But it exposed who you really were. Right. Right. And yeah. who you were not. Yeah. Yeah. See what Real I'm talk. Real talk. Yeah. Exactly. And and that's the thing about it. I've always prided myself on that. I mm-hmm. never made excuses for anything mm-hmm. that I've ever done. Mm-hmm. I take full responsibility. Even when I went to jail at 15, mm-hmm. I can remember <clears throat> my father was maybe he was 10 minutes walking distance from me my whole time growing up, mm-hmm. you know, and not to throw my father under the bus. You know, I, as you get older, you understand, you know, you judge your parents for the people they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you just don't see mommy and daddy. Everybody got a story, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, he wasn't a bad dude. He just wasn't really there like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but at the end of the day, when I had went to jail, he had got me a lawyer. Mm-hmm. Right. And I remember thinking for so many years, like, damn, that was solid. Mm. You know, Courtney got me a lawyer. Mm. You know what I mean? Like he mm. came through. Mm. But when I got older, I was kind of like, 
well, you know what? Maybe he wouldn't have had to get a lawyer if he had to just showed up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Not to throw right. him under the bus, but yeah. just, that didn't come until maturity kicked in and I became a father myself. But yeah. to your point, mm. you know, again, and I love my old man, but it's it's he showed me in a sense uh what not to do. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. You I know, know what you mean. My son my 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 father had seven kids by six different women. Mm-hmm. And all of us are only children. Yeah. None of us grew up together. And then here's the thing. Mm-hmm. What was his father like? Exactly. My grandfather was abusive. My grandfather right. was an alcoholic. So in his world, he's mm-hmm. done a damn sight better than his father. And he told me that. Just right. recently, mm-hmm. within the year, we mm-hmm. had that conversation. Yeah. But we in our generation yeah. learn that we can assign blame to our fathers mm-hmm. because he wasn't there and everything else. Yeah. Their fathers weren't there. Yeah. But they're doing better. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's a it's a trip when you when you start putting all the things that are yeah. relative in, yeah. in that, that equation. Just right. like with my situation, my father had a he had a he had a book that had all his children's addresses in it. It's a notebook. Wow. He, he was so proud of that damn <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. And he, it was like he thought we had we should have erected a statue in his honor. Wow. He was proud of that. Yeah. Like, like really? That's yeah. a that's a damn low <laughs> low yeah, bar. Right. But compared to my grandfather, right. That was a high bar. Now it's is you you man you hit the nail on the head because my father literally just told me a, within a year ago maybe last summer. Um, he's like 78 now. My mother passed away in 2010, mm-hmm. but he, he was saying that my grandfather was, was, you know, he was kind he was an alcoholic. He was violent. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a little man, but he was very mean. Mm-hmm. And he said he was particularly mean to him. Mm-hmm. And my father kind of said, he said, yeah, you know, he said, that's why I really wasn't around y'all like that. He said, because I felt I had that in me, mm-hmm. you know, where I didn't want to just be snatching y'all's ass for mm-hmm. nothing, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and perpetuating what he did to me. Yeah. So I kind of, you know, just did let y'all do y'all. Cause I felt like I, I wasn't really in a space to, to very, deal with y'all. Very similar to me. My, my father, I, you know, I would go visit him sometime. He was 45 minutes away from me, 55 mm-hmm. minutes away from me. I had to go see him. You know, I, I roll up on him. And one of the times, cause he was just one of these, uh, pack rats or whatever mm-hmm. you call it. Orders. <laughs> And one time I saw like wanted posters of his father. Wow. Like he was known as the meanest man in Louisiana. Wow. He was a rough, rough cat. So maybe that's where you get that. That's exactly where I get it from because my father said that to me. He's like, you're like, you're, you're like my father. Like, cause he saw that, that violent streak mm-hmm. and that, you know, and plus my grandfather, he says, I'm built like a, a tiny version of my grandfather. Mm-hmm. My grandfather was like big, like yeah. he's really big. My father was six five. Okay, like he's huge, like you know. Um, but my my grandfather was bigger than him, mm-hmm. and at one time he was a circus strongman. Wow. Okay. But he was real violent. He was mm-hmm. he had a hell of a temper. My father actually, I remember my father was talking about he used to be able to swing on my my grandfather's arm, mm-hmm. and I said, "Well, how old were you when you used to do that?" He said, 22. Damn. I'm like. <laughs> Them some delts for your ass. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So it, it's like it's like so. In the lineage, mm-hmm. my father thought he was doing pretty good. Yeah. Right. You know, and right. whole, you know, my, my kids dad. will probably be like they'll outdo me. Let me you ask know? you. So you had your first kid at fifteen. I had mine at sixteen. Mm. What was that like? Because I know what it was like for me. Well, I freaked out at first. My and I, when I told my father about it, he was happy as hell. He because he, it proved I wasn't gay. 
I'm like, oh. what? You thought I was gay? So I didn't know. You know, so you, you, you all quiet around me. and everything. I'm like, that's what I got from him. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and uh, But, I mean, for real, that's yeah. exactly what happened. He was like tickle pink. He, you know, so, hilarious. So, um, but yeah, I was freaking out because I thought, is, is this my, my future? Like, then I found out that, like, you know, later on, it took a couple of years for that um, thing to go to court. Then they found out that I was underage at the time, mm. and she could have. She older. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. So she could have been too. in trouble. Yeah. So so I mean, because yeah. I looked like a, yeah. I looked a lot older. <laughs> I, I did not look my age, man. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. When I was fifteen, I couldn't convince people when I was fifteen. Wow. They're like, "You lying." Wow. And I'm like, "No, I'm 15. <laughs> and like, wow. Because it was like, I'm 15. You know, it was, it was like, it was like, I had a deep ass voice. So did that, because for me, when I had my daughter, man, at 16, like it, it it's, well, for one, that's when I start kind of putting the street shit mm. to bed, you know, mm. at least I started, well, let me not lie, because it'll be people to see this and be like, he lied. Um, mm. <laughs> what I did was, I guess I got more strategic. I just mm. wasn't out there being a, a rebel without a clue. Right, you know, right, right. Um, I started making it about a dollar at that point, but it, it sparked a sense of urgency for me. Mm. You know what I mean? And I can remember literally the scariest thing for me wasn't even the fact that I was a kid about to be a father. Mm. It was, don't tell my mama. Mm. <laughs> I was more terrified of my mama finding out. Yeah. I was I was trying to convince my girlfriend, <clears throat> which is my wife now, I was like, man, like, you know, can we like keep this under wraps until, mm. you know, at least to the baby is like 18. <laughs> like I was yeah. literally trying to put this together. You know uh -huh. what I mean? And uh, yeah, it, it put a sense of urgency for me to really try to figure out you know what I was going to do with my life and, and get things together. It, 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 it's, it's trippy, but man, like, uh, so you you start doing the math on that, right? Mm -hmm. On uh, on when we became fathers, mm -hmm. and then you have things like this happen. That's my grandson. Okay, the big one with his daughter. Oh, so you a great, great granddad. <laughs> so they did the same thing you did in essence. Bruh. <laughs> I can't I can't say the word. It, 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 great it, grandfather. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean my, my how, how my trippy story. is that? I mean, it's right? kind of cool though. I mean, it's kind of cool though. Kind of weird, but it's I, cool though. Even having a 21-year-old call you grandfather. Yeah. Call you granddad. Yeah. Is trippy, but his he's got well. I got two great grandchildren. Damn. Two that's, of them. That's, that's kind of cool, though. I mean, when you think about it, you yeah, get to, you get to spend that time. Yeah, though. yeah like my mom was fifteen as yeah, well when it, she it, had me, so she gets to see she gets to see all of the. the yeah, it's children. cool to be able to say I could outrun yeah. my great grand. My, my I could outrun my grand. Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> great cool. grandchildren. Cool. Well, yeah, I know I could outrun them. They, they yeah, can't you'll can be really able to, walk though. You could possibly be able to see great 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 grandkids. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's kind of a I, blessing, though. Yeah, I I kind of feel like did you, did you do this to keep up? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So I want to ask you this. So I mean, coming from um, you know Connecticut, I mean, what what made you? move to Hollywood like what was that like when you said you know what I'm gonna leave here I'm gonna go to LA I'm gonna get into this acting thing you know and did you initially get into it you know thinking that you were gonna be this action star or did you just get into it like okay I'm gonna be an actor just you know I'm gonna do regular you know character roles or whatnot I plotted it out in a way I, I because 
there's part of me that says, this don't make no sense. This, this, like there was, I'm like, how can I control um, art? Like, how can I do that? Right. Um, well, let me let me back up for a second. When I realized I needed to do this, I was a school teacher. Mm-hmm. I was a school, you know, I was you know a school teacher before I was an actor. And I used to go out for roles in New York and mm-hmm. you know TV shows, commercials, and stuff because it was in, it was in me. Mm-hmm. The cast back, dude. Third and fourth grade, I was giving puppet shows to my class. Mm-hmm. Um, puppet shows that, that I created the puppet, the the, uh, the storylines, everything else. When I was ten years old, my Christmas present was a eight eight millimeter projector, mm-hmm. and I would do my own films and edit when nobody ever taught me how to do that. That's cutting film. Yeah. Basically, I was doing that just on my own, right? So I've been doing these things. That's that's my that's what I did naturally mm-hmm. without anybody telling me what to do. Mm-hmm. And so you step back and you go, oh my goodness, if I had that parental understanding and knowledge, just like you were talking about with somebody nurturing your basketball. Right. Somebody can go, no, no, no. You should be concentrating on this. Right. Instead of me going through this and thinking, oh, should I be mm-hmm. going into law? Should I be mm-hmm. doing it? And then coming around, even though I'm, you know, I got political science classes, but I want to sneak this acting class in mm-hmm. as my eighth class. You know what I mean? So I had to hold on to the reality of, dude, this is in you. You need to find out if you could do this. Mm-hmm. And that's when I came to, you know, well, I started working on on uh, in plays in New York. Okay. And then I said, yeah, I got to I got to do this. And mm-hmm. so, since I knew I was going to pursue this acting stuff, mm-hmm. I'm going to do it with a business mindset, mm-hmm. and I'm going to learn the the business part of it mm-hmm. because I know good and damn well, rea- realistically, when people go, yeah, you're natural, yeah, you look like you you should be an actor. I'm like, is that? Because think about it. Uh. For blacks and whites, it's completely different. There is an alpha white male in almost every TV show, commercial, ever. Action, movie, there's alpha white males every place. Mm-hmm. But it's not so for black people. We are relegated to more character mm-hmm. things. So if I was half the size I were, was fat, whatever, very characterish, I'd stand to have a lot more work because... The guys who are like me, all you can hope for is, you know, yeah. being being Queen Latifah or somebody else's date that right. day, right? On on living single or whatever. That's all. All the more attractive or alpha males. Mm-hmm. That's all we could do. Right. That's all that was written for us. Mm-hmm. Or the prison roles. Yeah. yeah, but the thing was, to be a more of a um, leading man looking. Mm-hmm. Right. That wasn't a positive. You still look at it. There's a there's only a handful even now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's the thing. Like I can name so many guys who like like say well so that's one of the things like remember in the 70s. Mm-hmm. It was on an equal playing field. Every black leading man, they were attractive, smart, could fight. Oh Mm-hmm. Fred Williamson's, yeah. Jim Brown's, Jim Brown's uh, yeah. Calvin Lockhart, every Billy D. Williams, um, uh, 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 Clarence, Wood, every everybody, everybody, not just one, not not just City Porter, it was Harry Belafonte. Everybody 
was on that same criteria. You had to have it all. You had to be the guy that other guys wanted to be and the one that women wanted to be with. Mm-hmm. Everybody was that. But after the 70s, we grew up with Denzel Washington and he was the only one. Mm. Where was the Jim Brown and the, the where, where was the the yeah. other counterparts? Where, say it like where that? were the Calvin yeah. Lockhart's? Where were the no, it was none of it was. Damn, none of it was that. just Denzel. I, think about it, Denzel. Yeah, I'm trying who, to think of some. Denzel and who the hell else? Wesley Snipes. Okay, do you think that's a good a, so, a good comparison? So, what you mean in terms of alpha lead? Think, okay, when we t- when we run down the '70s, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where all of those alpha males? Yeah, compared to two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah all a, of those alpha males. It's a vast right? disparity. Where you go, you know, and I, you know. I don't want to, you know, say anything negative, but let me put, if I start lining up, you know, Robert Hooks was a bad motherfucker. Oh, yeah, Trouble Man. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Let's start naming all those guys, right, and then stick Denzel right in the middle of all of them. Right. Think about it for a second. Mm -hmm. Denzel becomes a little bit more normal. You think so? In comparison to those cats? I think it's it's a different. When I say generation. a little more normal, yeah, stick him right in the middle of that. Stick yeah. Wesley in the middle of. Oh, that. I see what you're saying. Being that okay, being that in the 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 next generation, it was just him standing alone. Right, but but is that like, what you mean? But because see what see what it is is that there was there like Denzel has several qualities to him. Yeah, you know. Um, there's like, you know, I hate to say it like this, but there was a whole different kind of criteria. Mm-hmm. They they were, when I say alpha, they were, when I line up those cats, the Fred Williamson's. Yeah. You don't go Fred Williamson and Jim Brown. You just don't. Right. Right. You just, you just don't. Denzel becomes more of a Sidney Poitier in comparison I got to, you. To, to, <clears throat> I got right? you. So you know what I mean? Kind of beta compared to yeah, them. Yeah, they're, they're, but, yeah. But so but I, I, think, I argue that Denzel mm-hmm. was our Sidney Poitier. Yeah, yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so when you line up all of those guys with Sidney Poitier, yeah. you, you see how Sidney Poitier is a bit different. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There you go. Yeah. And, and so, you know, it hasn't been that way yeah. in a very long time. Mm-hmm. And then you can even look at the women. The mm-hmm. Tamara Dobson's and uh, and Diane Carroll's and uh, yeah and 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 of course Pam Greer and, yeah you know what I mean where's that now right yeah it's a good question yeah so to say that that's the heyday was in the seventies mm-hmm. is is it's like you go wow that is a trip because we we have not been in in charge of our image right so you set out to somewhat well, balance the, is, the scales the, the fact is if they were doing the michael jai white story they would mm-hmm. cast somebody else mm-hmm. if they could <laughs> with michael jai white right here yeah, yeah. I, I mean i responded yeah i this is for for real there was a there was a tv series mm-hmm. that was getting put together and the writers whatever they said a michael jai white type mm. This is was in the description. And I'm like, I'm a Michael Jai White. Right, right, right. Like, I'm still living. Like, Right. <laughs> I responded to it. It's a new series. And it was going to be like a, like a thing that was like a, um, 
kind of like a new, they described it as like a new uh, Miami Vice-ish type of okay. thing. Okay, yeah, yeah. A Michael J. White type. I show up and I see actors going, and they're like, it, they described <laughs> you. Why are we here? And I'm like, hey, man, I, I go out for this thing. and Don't tell me you didn't get it. No, I didn't get it. How you not going to get it? What you <laughs> no, I, did, I, did, I didn't get it. That's be, too close. Because the, the, That's too close. Right. Yeah, yeah. We wanted the type. We yeah, say that, we wanted him. Yeah, but then when it comes down to it, they'd rather have somebody that wasn't, that was a little bit less threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, at the time, well, and I, I guess I could say this, we're all good. Bill Bellamy was more of a Michael Jai White type. Than Michael Jai White, huh? Yeah. How so? Ultimately, <laughs> because, you know, they can go, okay, well, it's got to be this balance between these two people. Mm-hmm. And where if you go, oh, well, you're a 70-year-old white man. Do you feel more comfortable with me or Bill Bellamy? I see. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even though, you know, maybe somebody has an irrational fear that I'm going to do something or whatever. Really? I'm uncontainable. Wow. But that, it's still, people, it's still very real. There's, mm-hmm. There is a, for those who are insecure, there is a threat that, you know, that they can perceive, that yeah. they, they, can, they can imagine and go, no, no, no. I'm much more comfortable in the room yeah. with this person. Yeah. And not saying, you know, anything disparaging against Bill, but that, that this is a real, this is a reality. Right. There, I have been pulled together, pulled in by studio heads mm-hmm. to help them find the white me. Wow. That literally happened. Wow. Several times. Oh, you understand the you know, martial arts or whatever. We really need somebody. Wow. Who you, you know, because they know, I know the martial arts. Mm-hmm. And they want a guy that can act, but but not not me, not a white you. guy. You know, so I was very instrumental in a lot of things that Scott Atkins got. Yeah, because I'm going. He's mm. dope. Uh-huh. And I go, wow, y'all are in my face, going, not you because you're black. Right. Even you're saying them, you want a white me, and it got it's gotten to a point that they can say that above board and think there's nothing wrong. Nothing with wrong it. with it. Yeah. Because a lot of people who have prejudice, they don't know. Right. They just think, oh, well, this is business. This is, of yeah. course, you understand. Yeah, they don't you know, understand. This, this is a worldwide it's, business here, yeah. and we we can't we can't have our lead be a black guy. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, instead of being pissed off, I go, ah, thank you for the information that I have to now navigate around. Mm-hmm. And because there's other people who think like you too, right? You know, and so ah, I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's the that's the truth of the matter. There's been there's been roles that I've been replaced by because the lead found that I they wanted to cast me and they're like, no, we're not, I'm not doing it with him. Really? Mm-hmm. Why? Intimidated or personal or? Well, this very well-known actor's people said, <clears throat> we have to watch out for his female audience and his... All this other bullshit. Uh, where it felt like, like you were going to infringe upon that because there was a uh, I was shirtless in a scene that he <laughs> this person would be in, you know, and I was like, oh my god, and damn, it's that deep. And the director was fighting with him about really, it's that deep. And the director is a icon, wow. and still lost his fight to what the studio wanted because of this 
it, it is a trip. And I'm like, yeah. oh my God, really? So basically they thought you were going to steal his female audience. It's ridiculous because I'm not the lead in it. And it's just... It, I mean, if they so concerned, why don't they just, you? they could have used you. I yeah, mean, that, see, you that, feel like you got that much, you know. I, I've, I've said that before to, to laughter that <laughs> yeah. came back at me. Wow. <laughs> no, really. Can you find the white you? You know, I'm like, wow. Did you okay. start thinking about a temple kick right then? No. <laughs> no, I'm going, <laughs> no, no, I, I'm, I'm thankful for learning. I'm, why, am, why am I going to be mad at ignorant people? Yeah. For being ignorant. They, they provided me information. Yeah, that's an intelligent way to approach it. Well, it's the only way to approach it to me, because mm-hmm. it don't solve nothing by me just getting mad at them. Mm-hmm. You think, well, I mean, getting mad taught them something, will teach them something? Right. It just teach me not, not to invite me in the room next time. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I go, you know, I go home and go, can you, babe, will you believe this? And there's, I got so many times where that's happened. Mm. You know, where you see the, because a lot of people go, Why? Well, I mean, you know, good and damn well, a lot of people go out, uh, you know, say this, say this, and it always follows me. Why isn't he much bigger? Right. Why, why isn't he? Been... Right. And for one, I'm never going to, I'm never going to um, lower who I am. For mm-hmm. some, I don't get along, you know, get along and get you get patted on the head be, being something less than right. I am. Right, right, right. To for some kind of a gain because mm-hmm. there is no gain, you know, you know, you know. Um, it's, so, I mean, because your be, lane is mm-hmm. kind of your lane isn't crowded. I mean, it's really just you and Wesley, really. I mean, mm-hmm. when you think about it, uh, am I right in that? Yeah, it's funny that we we're considered in a lane, mm-hmm. even though we're both dramatic actors, right? That, who has done some martial arts, right? Who can do action? Yeah. Who can yeah. who can officially do martial arts? Yeah. yeah. But like yeah. how you have you know you had Van Damme, you had Chuck Norris, you had like you said Scott Atkins, you mm-hmm. have all mm-hmm. these others. But I mean, in terms of African Americans, is really just in in this day and age, mm-hmm. and probably since when? Since the eighties, the nineties, it's been just you and Wesley. I mean, who else can can we go to? Yeah, it's kind of funny how like. We get connected with that, and especially with with Wesley when he's done all these amazing movies. The white man can't, can't jump, right? Right. Wow, all these different movies, mm-hmm. and then when he does a martial art thing, he mm-hmm. gets defined by that, almost right. like that alone. Right. And so, if he can get defined like that, of mm-hmm. course, I get defined like that as well. Mm-hmm. Even though you do a diversity of roles, right? Right. And really, when you think about it, when's the last time Wesley did a martial art movie? Probably Blade. Really. You know what I mean? It's like how long ago was yeah, that? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, so, and so, what about all the work up until you know since right. then? So it, it's interesting because <clears throat> it's like there's a pigeonholing thing. Yeah, saying yeah. you're this now. Right, right, right. And because um, it makes people, I guess it's easier for people to just categorize you. Right. You know. But you, as a martial artist, though, wouldn't you rather it be you opposed to another actor that really can't do what you do, but he can act like he can do it? That, but the thing is. The martial arts stuff? Yes. Yeah, a third of what I've done. It's a third. Right, right. Right? So right. so it's like, I, I wish blessing, blessings upon anybody. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm just, do, I'll, I, I, I'm blessed to be able to do my own stuff now. Mm-hmm. Right, know? right. So that's really my, my you know, my focus. Mm-hmm. I'm not bitter about not being given. Right. 
big role because I'd be frankly I'd be surprised if they were that on point mm-hmm. and sharp about it because you know hell I mean I know what I am mm-hmm. and I know well if you're you know anybody choosing me in that arena is a smart ass choice right and I'm gonna be a lot better than they think right they probably so many people are ill-equipped of understanding the culture, understanding even action movies. And mm-hmm. I've, that's why I've been directing, because I've been absolutely shocked at how clueless people in power have been. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised when they get it right, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm, really, I, I'm like, oh my God, somebody, like just like in the same way when I saw, you know, Minister Society. Right. I go, how did some, some executive not fuck that up? Mm-hmm. When the chances are somebody's going to put their their the mark on it, yeah. who knows nothing about the culture, right? Right. Well, let me ask you something, because yeah. um, I I have a show that I'm developing or I have developed. What do you think about the whole thing of white writers writing for black actors? Do you think that's a thing, or or do you think that <laughs> anybody be, is capable of writing a story? I, and one thing I can't stand is oh okay well. Writing for black actors, there's a there's a yes and a no about that. First of all, writing for human beings is what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's here's what here's where the delineation is. Are you talking about a story that occurs in the hood with only black people? Well, yes, a black person needs to write about that. That's more white. Talk, that's huh? right. That's writing like the black experience. I think it's well, yeah. a difference, right? But, right, but, right, but, right. But if right, we're, we're talking I mean. about a story about a family that's you know trying to whatever, and it's like no, that could be anybody. No, no I mean if it's about human beings. No, no, you know, I mean yeah. specifically the like he. I'm glad he said that the, specifically the black experience. Well, there's. I'm not saying that there's a not a. Uh, I, you know, I met. You know, I, this is the first time I'm really around you. But as, as as short as the time is that I spent with him, mm-hmm. if he told me he wrote something that was from the hood, I'd go, okay, right, right. He is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know his background, right, but right, I go, right. that guy could write it. Yeah. He happens to be white, yeah. but not really. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. But Biff. I don't think so. Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's it, they called him it, Biff. Yeah. But 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 see that's that's all I'm saying yeah. is that, you yeah. know, just like I could you know, a black man could write from some kind of yeah, aristocratic. Well, exactly. You know, it, it, you just have to know the world. Yes. And yeah. so you can you can go can a white writer mm-hmm. write for a, a black, you know, inner city hood? Yes, of course he can I if agree. he knows the world. I agree. Yeah. You know, so it's the generalization yeah, is what, what gets you in the in the trouble. Yeah, I think I, the important part though for like um for that white writer mm-hmm. is to not take on that role and and to invite the opportunity to have someone else cuz I cuz I've been that token white dude before for people and yeah, asked but bro, to write something. If you are the best for this, you should and you know the culture, I don't I I don't I think we do a disservice by just putting up somebody black just because they're black. They should be the if they happen to be black no, be and the qualified. best and the mm-hmm. best for that particular thing. Yeah. Because let me tell you something. When somebody okay, like say I'll just do this like martial arts, right? You think martial arts are the best to write martial art movies? No. 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 
<laughs> no, right. they're 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 in a a box, mm-hmm. right? You've seen Belly, right? That's people written writing it from the culture. What the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it looks Several. nice or whatever, but it's like, yeah, you know, was, like, a yo, yo, video. yo, what's up, man? Yo, yo, straight up and down, man. No, yo, no homo, man. Yo, you know, you know, <laughs> word, word to mama. You know, <laughs> you yeah, that's some good coffee. And, 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 the dialogue is not there. And, and, yeah, and, right. And, and it's like, come on. And so, so if you're going to do the translation, that's some good coffee. Yeah. That's the only word that was really really said. Right. But, but that's the that's the problem. Somebody could be so inside that, you know, it's like, did you just make this for the hood only? Right, right. You know what I mean? So there's there's all kinds of different things. Yeah. You just got to be the best. You have to have the best alchemy for whatever the the thing I is. Agree. I yeah, think, I agree. I think that you could still though, um, especially. I mean, Court and I talk about this all the time, but I think that you could still invite that into the room where it's like, well, let me still bring in, I'll give you a perfect example at the machinima era. When mm-hmm. you came in over there, mm-hmm. they wanted to do rap battles. They, they were, they were obsessed with these like uh, epic rap battles. There's a YouTube series had millions of people watching it. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they had money and they were throwing it at this rap battle thing. And they came to me, mm-hmm. like, you're going to write it. You're going to do this and that. Cause they know I come from the music culture. That's where mm-hmm. I met court, you know, 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my whole thing was like, mm-hmm. I'm sitting in a room and everybody in that room. Oh, sorry. Yeah. What was that? I, I, realize, I realized something. I have to get a COVID test today. Oh, shit. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. No, nah, but anyway. I, I work I was, on something in two days. Okay. So I'm sitting in that room and everybody in that room is a white dude. So what I said is like, well, I know how to put the video together. Mm. But I reached out to Kansas City. Mm. To my guy, Chris Calico. And was like, let me bring, let me bring him in. Because this mm. is what he does well. Mm-hmm. And have him do that. So mm-hmm. that it's not a bunch of us writing rap battles. Mm-hmm. Like I could bring him in to do it and help you construct it. I mm-hmm. think that that's my best attribute. Like how I can contribute to like mm-hmm. bringing something together. Yeah, yeah. It's like let me go find the best people that will fit this project and mm-hmm. bring it together and make yeah, it whole. Yeah. Although when he was talking about the movies and doing the belly impersonation, I did want to bring up DMX because didn't you do uh, was it Exit Wounds? Mm-hmm. You did that with him, yeah. right? Like what, yeah. what was that like working with with? Oh man, it was it, it was cool, man. D- Dmx, he is a general, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a, he's a, he, he's he's like he's he's such a solid individual, and I can I can say he I always thought he was one of the best performers mm-hmm. out there. Um, kind of had a little death wish a little bit. I've, I I kind of felt like I got in the car with him one time, and that was the only time I'll ever get in the car. I I considered jumping out at the red light. Wow. The dude drove so crazy. crazy. I was like, I was always amazed whenever, you know, he come to town and we, we get together and we talk, but we, we will talk and we have a good, maybe close to an hour conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, he come to the same hotel a lot of time. He have his, his people with him. But, um, it was a certain time where the guy who brings him his drinks and, you know, the roll stuff up. I'm like, I'm gonna let y'all do that, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step. And he understood because mm-hmm. that's what it was. But it's because I never, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a part of that world, yeah. and I don't want to make anybody feel uncomfortable. Right. But yeah, we would have a great dialogue, and just I'd be around the rap world. I knew a lot of people, and I think it's there's a certain respect thing, and I think it's because it's martial arts. I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you know, 
like with D, like he was like, man, one day, man, I want to straighten up my my diet. Would you help me? I'm like, yeah, I'm there for you, man. When you did re- really decide, mm-hmm. these are the components, man. Mm-hmm. So when you really deep down, we have to surround you. Yeah, with the right people. With you know yeah. how to how to do it. But th- but that's what I've been to a lot of people, um, and I re- respect that they give me that kind of respect. Well, you know, but there was a there was a budding friendship there that we always kind of had, but we all we did understand that it was like okay, he had a certain window of that, and then he's doing his thing, and I'm you know I wish him well, but I I got you know yeah yeah, and that, and you also you now that I think about it, you did Batman with Heath Ledger as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was it like working with him as well? Wonderful, man. That guy was so so fun. I you know, I I'd sometimes uh, you know, like somebody's got a big name, I'm not going to press them. I'm like let them do their thing. And then to a point where I'm almost rude because you know, I'm being standoffish and they're trying to bond. And yeah. it's like and I realized with with Heath, he was just that way. You know, he he you know, I'm like he initiate conversation we both found that we we liked magic. Mm-hmm. I was always uh, doing all, the, and he, you know, we was trading magic tricks and stuff. Yeah, but he was real cool, real like no ego whatsoever, just down to earth. Did you see any signs of maybe you know him in some type of no. mental emotional? See, the, see, that's the thing that there's a there's a narrative that people attribute to that, and he, it was none of that. See, the thing is, the reality of the situation, he died on the next movie, not. Not the Dark Knight at all. Imaginarium. Yeah, yeah. You know, so that's months and months. Mm -hmm. So erase that. Mm -hmm. Just because the Dark Knight was dark, Mm -hmm. people have it in their head that that has something to do with his death. Really? Has nothing to do. Wow. Zero to do. I never heard that. People actually said that? They like they were trying to create that narrative, like him doing that. Because of the Joker role, I think they felt like yeah, really. He, he coming in and out of character just as much as oh wow. It's like like yeah, you don't you don't do magic tricks. Yeah, yeah. Playing the joke, like you know we're right. we're goofing around. He's right. not in staying in character, right? You know he was just that was a fun set. I mean he he was playing with the character and doing different mm-hmm. stuff, but that's only when you you yell, you yell action. Mm-hmm. But like that had nothing to do with how he passed away. Wow. Nothing. Yeah. You know. But that. But for a long time, people try to make that connection, and it's it's not not that at all. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Hmm. Um. You know. I want to. I think. Do you remember when I think I text you? Uh. I did an interview, and they asked me about. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to give him no shine. Hmm. But uh, have you run across him yet? The UFC fighter that was uh. Oh, <laughs> the clown. Yeah, that that guy early on when I heard about him challenging me or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think I responded first and then I pulled up something. I said, well, who is this guy? And then I saw, oh, my goodness. Uh, journeyman fighter. It reminded me of such such a a possible. I don't want to say tragic kind of circumstances that. There's a lot of fighters like this, man, and the people love them for them them fighting their hearts out, mm-hmm. and that's what they got. Mm-hmm. And they they could be fighting for their families. And there's a part of me that so knows so many people who are close to me that's like this way mm-hmm. that I didn't. I said, look, let me just let this alone. Yeah, right. Um, <clears throat> because I sympathize with that. Mm-hmm. People want to 
cherish you when you're fighting for them like you a pit bull. Mm-hmm. But then when you're struggling, right. they want to they, they clown you. Yeah. And I go, I'm not going to clown this guy. You felt like that, yeah. what he said was out of desperation. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but, but there is something. He made an apology. He did apologize to you. No, he uh-huh. apologized for saying that word. Okay. But the fact of the matter is, if I see this dude, yeah. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna speak about that shit. Yeah. You know, because the thing is, I don't consider myself better than anybody. Mm-hmm. But you ain't gonna fucking talk to me like that. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So his apology or whatever, if you want to, you know, if he, that ain't that hard to get get you know into yeah. the ring or whatever, yeah. and just man to man. There's something that he needs to say to me face to face. Right. I don't give a fuck about yeah. Hollywood or some, some yeah, shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You you say that, hey, <clears throat> you say that, you know, and, and I respect the fact that, oh, no, no, I believe you, right? So you can stand behind your words. Mm-hmm. And if it's a skill thing, you can find that out too. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't hear much from him because, well, one of the things where, you know, I was showing techniques and whatever, and the, my assistant, is a guy who beat the shit out of him in UFC. <laughs> so he's going, wait a minute. Um, the right. guy that he's training is beat the shit out of me. Maybe I don't know if that may, if he yeah. put the th- two things together, yeah. but he he thought he was sticking up for Kimbo, like I was saying something bad about Kimbo, who was a friend of mine. Right, right. And if I really said what Kimbo said, everybody would really be mad at me because Kimbo honestly says the you know. Um, I I I would never talk about how Kimbo really looked at me, right? Look, look, look toward me, right? I always wanted Kimbo to be comfortable, and I wanted to work on this stuff. And he he felt intimidated, mm-hmm. to be honest with you, right? Right. And I mean, it makes sense. Yeah, but but like, for this fucking dude to think that I'm trying to talk shit about Kimbo, yeah, and like you know, this is out of love, You're right? Even though I should be able to just squash that, if he sees me, we can talk about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. That, what does what, what that what does that talk look like, Big Brother? Is that him? Hey, it depends I'm on sorry, what. He, no, or hey, is that it him? depends on what he wanted. Hey, it, hey, whatever he want to do, however he wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like okay, you said these words. That apology wasn't to me directly. That's mm-hmm. apology for, for saying that word. I don't know. He, he says he's not going to use the word again. Mm-hmm. And he tried to um, rationalize it that um, that uh, he's part black or whatever. Oh, God. Doesn't matter. He really said that. Yeah. But see, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, it's like, come on now. There's part of me that goes, you can't draw blood from a stone. Right. What am I going to expect out of this guy? Yeah. Maybe there's a part of me that's not that mature. Yeah. But- you know, I'd be I'd be damned if he lived in California. Shit would have happened already. You'd have pulled up on him, huh? Yeah, you know, I've yeah. I've, and I hope I can get to a place where I don't ha- I don't do that anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I've done that about three or four times in the past, where people have talked stuff. Mm-hmm. Somebody who said that there's there was a fight or whatever mm-hmm. outside of the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. And I show up because I think I'm just a regular person. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care about that. I show up. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, and they don't want this is your place, yeah. whatever. And, it, and it's like, I'm expecting 
you got your best fight. You're at your place. Yeah. So let's let's do it because again, I'll be the first one to go, man. I I I misjudged you. You're a lot better than I thought you was. You know. Yeah. I'll be happy to do that. Happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Just like I said publicly, if John Jones knocks my tooth out, I'm gonna I'm gonna cheer it. You're right. You know. So, but that didn't that didn't happen. The fact is. So I have gone to okay, yeah. You live out. You're outside Atlanta. Your place. That's not a strange place for me to go. Yeah. So when I went there, nobody wanted to smoke. Well, well you know, <laughs> Michael Jai White just runs the face. No, but, right, but I, right. But, I, but, but, but I, no, no. But I, I swear, it's not like oh, you're going to be intimidated. Mm. I swear, I'm thinking. All right, here you want it, like, yeah. yeah because, Stand on it. and so I'm not going to sue you. You know, this is your place. <laughs> yeah, I traversed this this territory, and I came to you. Yeah, fact is, I'm here to do a job. I can get lumped up and have to explain this black eye or whatever yeah, yeah. on set. What? But that, I'm I'm willing to that's try. What you do. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. But you know, and then it's a man to man thing. We could end up we could end up friends after this. Right, right. For, as far as I'm concerned. Because I think you, we're from the same tribe. Yeah. You should be looking forward to this. Yeah. You know, uh, or you know, look look forward to this victory. Yeah. And that's the same thing that I, I would put on my man. It's like, okay, you say I got nothing to, to, to you know, whatever. You know, you know, the funny thing is, man. You know, I used to want to be a boxer as mm-hmm. well when I was growing up, and my dream was to fight Mike Tyson. Mm. You know what I mean? Even now, I'd fight Mike Tyson. I know you said the same thing. I would fight Mike Tyson for free. You know what I mean? Just to say I had the experience. I mean, me personally. <laughs> to me, of to course me, you would. To me, it would be an honor to get knocked out by Mike Tyson. Right? right? I Is promise. It? Like, I wake up and they be like, boy, Mike slept your <laughs> Right? And I'd be like, damn, for real? <laughs> right, right. Like, did you get a picture? Yeah, but I don't know why people don't understand that. It would be an honor. That, that, there's... At the very worst, it's still fun. It's still fun. It's, it's still like, an honor. Yeah, but but you don't. Other people, non warrior yeah. class, don't don't get that. It's like, you know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be mad. I, I'd be around Tyson. I'd be testing him and everything. Just, man, <laughs> right, just, just right. swing on. Just hit me and, one time. And, and so, so me saying that, hey, if he ever needed uh, heavyweights to spar yeah. with, that's why I said, like, hey, man, I I would love to do that. Yeah, yeah, and plus. I studied him more than any more human than being ever. Yeah, you did a good to, job playing Tyson. I had to Tyson. play him, yeah. but I, but part of that that style, that peekable yeah. style, yeah. is part of my training. Mm-hmm. And so, how how the person who who made me focus on it that way mm-hmm. I, to be able to spar that same person? Yeah, yeah. Where I go. I see my counter to this. Yeah, yeah. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Then I'll be like, yo, I thought I could get away with that. <laughs> and I couldn't. And he knocked me the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be like, I would be laughing my ass off I mean, about that. You put it out there. Did you get any response from his camp? No, no. Oh, okay, okay. No. Because um, I like to see it. The fans want to see it too. I, I mean, see, people... I'm not doing it for the fans. No, I know. Yeah, see, I'm saying, yeah. but people would like to see that. Though. I know people would like to see that. Yeah. Of course they would. Yeah. You know, um, you know, there's me. I go, I feel like I'm not going to waste his time. Yeah. I feel like, I really feel like he, I will. 
there will you, be things that he's not used to. You just boxing. Yeah, of course. Okay. Just boxing. That's what I was so saying. no, yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Right. Like I'd be a I'd be a piece of shit to kick Mike Tyson. Right. Because you know Mike could try it though. Because Mike crazy. He'll try. He'll try to come into your world, knowing he probably wouldn't win. No, he but he still. You don't think no, so? No. No. Why would he? Do? No, he wouldn't do that. You don't think so? I mean, Mike kind of crazy. He, I, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. No. I, I don't mean crazy yeah. in, a, in a disparaging way. But you know, Mike is a he's a thrill seeker. He might just. Oh, you know, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, it's if that's his. That's his. His discipline is mm-hmm. boxing. Right. I'd be in his discipline. I would never. Yeah. Ever do something? Uh, no. Yeah. No, I wouldn't. You wouldn't invite him over to. I would. Why would I? I'd be a piece of shit if I kicked Mike Tyson. Yeah. Or choked him, or anything, or or, or took took him down. Yeah. That's. You know, then, I would never. You know, but that, then playing would, devil's would, advocate, would he be a piece of shit? I mean, boxing you and actually boxing you like no, he would he's not coming to me. I'm coming to him. <laughs> yeah, but I'm still, I'm house. saying, but in that moment, though, in that, if he say, well, I know, you know, Mike is more of a, uh, you know, martial artist, and he just really just give it to you, like he gave it to 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 Holyfield and all them. I don't understand what sense. You don't I mean, understand what I'm saying. He doesn't do martial arts. No, I know, right? You do martial arts, right? But he's a heavyweight champ boxer, right? Right. So even though you box as well, I mean, that's a component of fighting, mm-hmm. but you know you still stepping into his world, you know what I'm saying, of boxing. So would he be a piece of shit if he really brought it to you, boxing-wise? No, that's what he's supposed to do. Okay. So that's that, what you're supposed to do, no, too, as no. a martial artist, if he stepped into your world. I think it, I think it comes down to no, the agreement. I, I wouldn't do that. Okay. It's, it's no way. Even if yeah. he wanted to say, I'm going to spar you martial yeah. arts-wise, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. yeah. I'm too much of a fan. Why would I do How would I feel kicking my... Like, that's... I'd be... Again, I'd be a piece of shit to kick Mike right, Mike Tyson. Right, right. So is it just yeah, because I, of the the respect, the 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 love, the reverence it's just, it's for the him respect as a fighter? I have of myself. Oh, okay, okay. Myself, I wouldn't kick the shit out of somebody who's not a a, a martial artist. Anybody got you. Got I would you. I would feel like I would feel horrible mm-hmm. if I did that. Because Mike is a warrior, so I I was just looking at it as warrior against warrior. No, it's, it's it, I mean? yeah, no, no. He's a he's a boxer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be humbled to go into his world sure. and help him train for a fight. You know, yeah, yeah. I know there's not many heavyweights with my speed, mm-hmm. and if that's helpful, mm-hmm. so be it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So that that that's why that's it's to offer, not to. Yeah. You know. No, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one thing I was looking up about you that I didn't know, uh, and you tell me if this is true that. Like you were going back to saying, as far as the the leading men, when you did Spawn, it's true that you were like the first African American actor to play a comic book uh, superhero. Yeah, yeah superhero. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. So you made history with that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm happy about it. But, yeah. You know, yeah. Hey, I just yeah. want to give you your flowers while you're here, yes, and, and just make that a, a thing. You know, mm-hmm. I never knew that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there? Because I know Spawn was a big franchise. Is there a, a, you know, part two for that that they're planning? They've been talking about a part two for 22, 23 years. Oh, shit. You okay. know, I, I don't, you know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> if they I, came I, to you, would I, you want to do it again? I, yeah, I would have to do it out of respect for the fan base. Mm-hmm. But I believe that they've talked, well, the last couple of years have been talking about Jamie Foxx doing that. Right, right. I see he's gearing up for Mike's uh, uh, movie, too. Yeah, I, I hear I What hear do you that. think about Jamie playing Mike? He's 
he's one of the most talented actors out there. Right. He knocked out Ray. Yeah. 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 What do you think of in terms of the physicality part, though? I, I think that's a... I mean, I I wish him the best on. I mean, I would think he'd have to gain quite a bit. And, yeah. You know, I hope he does it healthily. Right. You know, because that right. that you know, I mean, you know, Jamie's you know around our age or whatever. Yeah. Or my, closer to my age. Yeah. That's that's an undertaking. Right. You know, right. so that I'd be concerned about him as far as you. that's that's yeah. concerned. Yeah. 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 You know, another thing that I wanted to get your opinion on, too, um, just like with the political climate, the social climate, I should say, mm. with the whole George Floyd thing going on. Mm. I mean, what do you think about the whole like defunding the police? What do you think about the the relationship between, you know, police and, you know, the African-American community? And I'm sure you've had your run ins with I'm positive with police and whether that was negative or positive. Like what what are your thoughts on, you know, uh how to rectify, uh, you know, the issues with policing. Well, um, there's, I, I have a, a, a connection into the whole policing thing. Of kind of, I think a unique view of it. Um, I was almost a cop. Okay. When I, when I found out my second, uh, son was going to be born and I was, you know, search, you know, kind of getting in this acting thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to, I was going to stop playing and say, Hey man, I got to get a, I got to get a job with benefits mm-hmm. and I was going to try to become the most exemplary police officer. And, um, and turns out uh, I was called in to uh, the super supervisor's office where I had scored super high on this test and found out that they said, well, look, we were supposed to discard you now. I'm like, why? And he said, because your IQ is too high. Wow. And uh, I'm like, what? You scored too high on the test. Despite the fact that I had, um, it showed that I had these, uh, my instincts of protecting innocent, mm-hmm. what I would put myself through. to the, the, you know. My, my um, IQ was too high. And that proved to them that I'm more susceptible for corruption. This really? is what they said. Wow. And I knew people and the higher ups in the police department. And I'm like, is this for real? And they said, yeah, unfortunately it is. And as years went on with cops, I'd ask them, is this in all of the police departments? Google it. I've seen Google it. it. I've seen that before. It's even now still. If your IQ is too high, you can't become a cop because you are not programmable. They say that you're you're not going to be challenged by the job. I mean, this is a, personally like that. So when I see the dumb shit that's happening, wow. yeah, I'm that not the, I'm not surprised. Yeah, that speaks volumes. Because yeah. who you are as an individual, if you look at things a certain way, and then the peer pressure, mm-hmm. the glory mm-hmm. shit that goes on you know, in the police department and mm-hmm. that team mentality, mm-hmm. you're yep. taught to te- yep. to think like the team and everything right, else. Right, so yeah. your way of thinking yeah. can easily be manipulated right? because they've made sure that you are uh, malleable right. to right. it. So, you know, again, this is not some shit that I'm saying I'm just too smart. Well, they said it, they not said. me. Right. So, so, so that goes into when you're sitting there going, how could a cop be the... I know how. Right. 
I, w- I wish they changed the damn criteria. Right. And here's another thing. You just think about this. Okay. Let's, let's go logic. Total logic. Say you're a white guy who hates black people mm-hmm. and you want to disparage and inflict harm on black people. Those people exist, right? Mm-hmm. Right? White people who... There's white men who hate black people. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. If you hate black people, then you want to hurt them. What job might you go for? Yeah. What job is it that you can inflict harm on black people? What job might that be? Mm-hmm. See, oh, God. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> There's a lot. Okay, so, so, all right, so logically, those people exist. Yeah. They have to work. Mm-hmm. If you like your job you, and you get paid for it and there's other people like you, mm-hmm. well, couldn't it stand to say that if you were a prejudiced person, you might want to become a cop? Mm-hmm. And it's not that hard to, hey, do you hate white people? I mean, do you hate black people on, right, check you know, on, 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 on <laughs> answer 16? <laughs> No, I don't dislike black Why people. Why would you ask me that? Yeah, yeah. So like, like you think that 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 test is that hard? Right. That you can hide <laughs> y- your, you know. So I mean, come on. So you are we going to pretend that these people don't exist? Right. Right. And there might be some of them that's trickled in yeah. that dislike black people and like and dislike them even more while they're on the force? Mhm. Are we going to pretend that that's not a possibility? Right, right. Yeah, because I can't think of a better job if I dislike black people mm-hmm. than being a cop lording over black people. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think? Mm. What do you think the the fix, if there is one? Like, what do you think? Is it, it obviously first, it starts first from start, the top? Yeah, first, starting from open up this this bullshit with having people who are so malleable that you can. You can brainwash their right. thinking, right? You know, uh, people who can think outside of the box. The public should know this. Mm-hmm. The public should know about uh, the criteria which you know that it takes to become a, p- a police officer, mm-hmm. and know that a lot of a lot of the public they're a little clearer than a lot of the officers are. Mm-hmm. The, the way I look at it is, you are being paid for this service, right? right? right. And I'm sorry, talking about oh, but you know it's so dangerous. Motherfucker, you get paid for yeah, it. Yeah, you signed up for it. Right. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, I, be, I believe a, a cop shouldn't shoot until they shot upon. I agree. I you know what I mean? The same That's thing. what you get paid for. Exactly. Oh, we got to go home to my, my exactly. get another goddamn get another job, job then. I said, I agree with you. 100%. Get another goddamn job. One that you, that, because to, yep. for this, you, you're supposed to be a hero. A hero. Exactly. I know it's, I know it's rough. Yeah, for you sure. You know what I mean? But. Let let the people who are, are who are built for this do it then. Yeah, you know what I mean because you shooting somebody who's yeah. not a threat to you exactly should not even be in your repertoire. Shouldn't even be in your mind. It, that's that's what I'm saying. Yeah, unless, so, yeah. I said the same thing. Unless you got a gun trained up to you and they firing on you or somebody is coming at you with a hatchet or something where it's imminent danger, all that other bush. No, 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 no. no. no, you, no, no. Like, that's not what you're here to like, do. Like, you signed like, up like, for this. Uh, do, do, Go squab it out. Go squab it out. Marines don't say, "Oh well, right." Look, you know, like, come on now. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yo, this this whole criteria of being pol- police officers, being able to understand, yeah, like 
multi-dimensional thinking right. shouldn't be a, a detriment. Damn, that's that crazy. should not be something that excludes you from being a cop. I never knew that. Yeah, so you, no, so basically, no, you to be can, a cop, you can't be too smart. You right. Know? You can Google that today. Wow. And that's that's the situation. And, if, and of course, I would have never known that yeah. had I not. And, and, and this was like ninety freaking like nineteen ninety, right? Or whatever. When I was when yeah. trying to be a cop, and, and to to be just shocked that that's wow. that, that's the case. But yeah. Fact is, I don't think anybody should be firing on somebody mm-hmm. that's not presenting a threat or is not shooting back. I agree, hundred you know, percent at at all. Yeah. A lot of these, you know, a lot of cops don't know how to. They don't have confidence on apprehending somebody physically, right? Because they don't learn martial arts. Exactly. I've probably taught close to seventy different cops. Right. Hell, they don't learn basic people skills. You know, sometimes yeah. it's just how you talk to people. And and and, people. and do you think that there's a possibility that some other insecure um <laughs> like nerds yeah. wanting yeah. wanting wanting revenge yeah yeah, yeah for do you sure. not think that some of them got it? and i'm i'm not saying all of them i'm mm-hmm. saying do you think that some of them not get in mm-hmm. i got i got family in in uh police you know mm-hmm. like my brother's secret service and mm-hmm. there's not one cop who can't tell you that there's a, a other cops with chips on their shoulders right you know and that's amongst them Right. How, how 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 do you think they'll be when they're off in their own world in their own squad car? For sure. So yeah, there's a lot of that. It's part of the it's part of the fabric. There's cool cops and then there's a a bunch of insecure. Yeah. And we come from a world, fitness, mm-hmm. uh, martial arts, all that yeah. type of stuff. Look at all the <laughs> look at all the cases there. Yeah. It's a it's these are worlds that attract people who are insecure right right hopefully they get some discipline along the way and get corrected from that yeah you know because insecurity a lot a lot of times is that's the root of that's the that's what drives you absolutely doesn't mean that you have to stay that way right i was insecure getting into martial arts not so people don't do their work. I'm though. not there now. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, yeah. So that that's that's really, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that they, they, that's um, that's really kind of like, I mean, to look at look at what connects it all. Yeah. And with the policing thing, and of course, you know, they learn to use excuses as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Right. You know, and it's a lot of that stuff is fear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah. Um, so, man, I know you got to get up out of here, mm-hmm. big brother. So, man, tell us what, what you got coming up, like what you're working on right now. Well, um, uh, my, my wife and I have a movie coming out called Take Back. My, my wife is now uh, the first African-American female martial arts lead in a movie. Oh, that's dope. Shout out to Gillian, right? Yeah, Gillian. Yeah, shout yeah. out to Gillian. Yeah. yeah, so we have that movie. That I'm in it with her. And Congratulations. Myself, Gillian, and, and Mickey Rourke. Okay. And uh, is that the one with Gary Owen? No, no, no. Okay. No, the, the one where my wife and Gary Owen that was in it, that that came out. That's uh, that was Welcome to Sudden Death. Okay. Okay. Yeah, but um, actually, my wife and I have been in five movies together. Oh, so that's far. dope. Yeah, that's dope, yeah. man. Congratulations. Cool. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But so I got got I got seven movies coming out. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah. are we gonna get another Black Dynamite? Yes. We need that. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that's part, my shit. Yeah, part of my calls today is, is dealing with that. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. I need to let you get to that because we need right. the black dynamite, brother. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you, you might be popping up in it. Uh, I, I appreciate that. Okay. Be right. calm, man. You all know right. what I'm saying? I can play your little brother or something. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, all right, man. Well, I just want to give you your flowers while you're here, my brother. Like, I appreciate you. Um, I grew up watching you, you know, and not even understanding that years later you would become a friend, you know, big brother to me. So I appreciate you, you know, representing us that. African Americans, African Americans, you know, black guys, alphas, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, and doing it um, how you do it, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, and and being as intelligent as you are, and being able to balance that in this crazy Hollywood world, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and always being true to who you are, you know, like I said, you know, previous, I love the fact that you stand on your own, you know what I mean. I don't know you to be with no clicks or nothing mm. like that out here. You've always just been you, and you've always been the same mm. every time that I've seen you. You've been consistent, so you know that's what this show was about too, man. I just want to give you your flowers, and that's why, why I'm here, here, man, because I I see all of those same yeah. attributes in you. And I appreciate that. That's why you know yeah. all you got to do is call me, and I'm here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's yeah. been one hundred, man, and it, mm. I appreciate you, and I you know, and I'm a fan, even though you're my friend, you mm. you know, you big mm. brother. I'm still a fan, so keep doing what you're doing, man. Yes, you know, because you're inspiring a lot of us. Well, thanks, you know? man. I'm gonna continue to do my best. I'm blessed to be able to do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All, All right. right, man. Appreciate All right. you. All right. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.